0: This is Fiona Staples, and you're listening to
1: Top
2: 5 Comics Podcast.
3: Welcome to the Top 5 Comics, people talking about comics,
0: pop culture,
3: and events.
0: Today, with me, we have Mike. I shouldn't be here.
3: We also have Craig. What does God need with a spaceship? We also have Curtis. Hello. <laughs> and keeping
4: us together, we have CBS.
5: like only one of us is traveling in space. Mm-hmm. Also featuring Rob. Hi. <laughs> All right, that's Rob. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Rob. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is episode 40.
4: Episode 40.
5: Man, I need the sound effect afterwards. We'll put something in there. Okay. Cheering? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I we were talking about not being able to use that music. Oh, yeah. right. Get, oh, maybe,
3: maybe the Super Friends could be the...
5: Oh, you yeah, the star effect. There we go. I, can, I think I have that oh, the, somewhere. The bat, Batman... I have that, too, actually. You're right. <clears throat> <clears throat> Episode 40. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Now that part's going to be part of the show, too. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Episode 40.
0: <Yeah.
5: laughs> All right. So, uh, today we're doing Aquaman, number 34. Black Science, number 8. Much better than the white science. <sighs> Sundowners number 1. And wayward number one. <laughs> I don't know why I thought some those were so funny. because of the theater earlier. Oh, no. <laughs> man. I thought you
4: were laughing at white science.
5: <laughs> well, I didn't think that was funny, too,
4: obviously. Oh.
5: That's
3: the science that keeps us all down, man. <laughs> right. Power to the black science.
5: I don't, you'd stop over there. you lucky you're across the room.
0: <laughs>
5: all right, so uh, without young Ross here to... Uh, Inform us what the Internet says about the world. Um, news, anybody? Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about.
2: They said, uh, <laughs> Snipes
4: is thinking about reprising his role as the Blade? Yeah, that's
2: a big rumor, I guess. Hearsay. But that's,
5: that'd be cool. I think it'd be freaking awesome. He needs awesome. some money to pay off the government. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think he's already decided not to pay that. Didn't he his time for that? I don't remember. At this point, he's just <laughs> got to build up another debt and then have to leave the country again.
2: All I remember is him being Simon Phoenix. <laughs> It was good. Yeah, best movie ever. And
5: there. Man. Blade is... I
2: like Blade. It wasn't as good as Demolition Man. It's just it didn't have Stallone in it. I don't what know to say. It. It's because Stallone was it. In didn't it. have Stallone, right. that's true. Let's go and blow these people away.
6: Blow <laughs> these people away.
3: Main thing I remember... Uh, <laughs> Demolition
6: Man doesn't have Triple H. That's that, true. That hmm. wasn't
3: in that... oh God
4: damn He it. was
6: in a movie three. And his, do- wasn- and his dog...
4: He wasn't really around at the time. Like Diggs? I'm sure he would have been included in Demolition Man.
6: I doubt it. Had
4: Triple H been around
3: at the time.
2: He was, as 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 Hunter Hearst Helmsley.
3: Well, uh, Wesley Snipe gives us important life lessons to know. Like, never bet on red.
5: That's right. Don't sleep with prostitutes? Mm. I don't know. Did he teach us that, or is that just something that happened? Or sleep with prostitutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. (laughs) Easily swayed. Rob, you said there's news about Mortal Kombat 10?
4: Oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff about Mortal Kombat 10. Uh, They've already released probably the first eight characters for the game. Each uh, character is going to have three different fighting systems. So your moves and your full fighting form will be controlled by those. The uh, story is going to take place right after the last game, but it's going to jump in time in the story mode 5 years 10 years 15 years and then up to 20 to 25 years so we're actually going to be playing with characters as they age and we're going to be playing with the descendants of some of the characters that were originally in the Mortal Kombat franchise Now, those who played Mortal Kombat 9 know that like half the cast died so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Mortal Kombat X Is so,
5: that you know what they're going to call it?
4: they are they're not they, right now they're going like oh it's not 10 it's X but we'll see It it makes it sound
5: cooler. It looks phenomenal. That's good news, I guess. It's
3: like it's rejected its slave name.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Who brought that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
6: (sighs) I guess in order to play this game, you'll have to have a next-generation console.
5: Right
4: now, they're saying they're going to release it on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the PS3, and the Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. So we'll see when it actually hits its release date, if that's going to happen or not. Because they they are talking right now still about wanting to do console-specific special characters. But Ed Boon and his crew are pretty tight-lipped about stuff. So if you do follow his tweets, I guess you can see stuff that they're working on. But they actually just released what Kano and Raiden, what they're going to be like in the new games within the last couple weeks at... Evo, I
0: think it was. So. Hmm. Yeah,
3: I thought I heard that I that they caught hell with Nintendo because uh, they wanted to put like Mario in there or something. I am not heard that, but I heard and, Nintendo uh, very close. And uh, then they had to nix the game or something because they had Mario in there. I or heard something. something about that. That would be something that Ross could set us straight on, if mm. you know if was he well, wasn't well, well, being well. asleep. Oh, he might, he might be he's sick. so tired. I can't talk about Aquaman
4: sick, today.
5: Okay. We're pretty I'm sure too he's sick actually sick. To sick. To he's making me sick. Uh, he might be killing somebody.
6: <laughs> he might have had a job to go do.
5: Exactly. See, Mike understands. He double-booked himself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's how you need more money. He's known
3: about this gig for some time. Come on.
4: Yeah, but that gig probably pays better.
2: He, he's also he, been sleeping okay. for
3: longer than we've been doing. But,
4: so.
2: that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> true. He, did,
4: he does have some, you know, a prior experience with sleep. Yeah.
2: He, <laughs> he's more of a regular than okay, I Okay, okay. Come on. So, All uh, I'm saying Jason Fabach. I think that's how you say his last name. Favok? Favok Favok. It's mm-hmm. taking over Justice League with number 36. Good stuff. As the artist Ooh. or artiste,
5: that's good okay. news.
2: So I think that'll be grand. It's
5: good stuff. It should be cool. I think that's it. Then we know that Sanford Green's going to have the var- one of the variant covers for uh, Mighty Avengers, but Captain America. America, and the Mighty Avengers. Captain, Avenger, yeah, Captain America, yeah, Captain Remender. Captain America, and, and the Mighty, Mighty Falcons. Same thing. Would be nice. Mm.
4: It, it's going to be sad when Falcon steps down.
5: Mr. Falcon and the Falconettes.
4: And Steve takes back over.
3: Yippee-ki-yay!
4: Maybe that'll never happen.
5: Maybe, can say, do you think Steve will say that to him? Yippee-ki-yay, mister Falcon? That way he can, when he gets the suit back, and, no? Okay. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Although, in my head, hilarious. No, but Sanford Green, Yeah. When he down
2: on that variant, Luke Cage looks badass. Oh, yeah, he looks awesome. I wish he was more in the forefront, but evidently mm-hmm. he's going to be taking a back seat.
5: He's got to take a backseat to the captain, even if the captain is the Falcon. Easy, easy. I think it'll be fun. I agree, agree, but I I like Luke
2: Cage. I want him to be part of that. I mean, the the leader of that team. Right. It's
4: kind of like my my aggravation with Robin being like, I'm going to show Bruce why he needs a Robin, and then he gets killed.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, oh, that was an evil master. Why did, uh,
3: it's
4: the same. It's the same thing for me for you know Falcon to come to the team and be like, it's not Captain America and the Falcon. I'm just the Falcon, and now he's gonna be Captain America.
5: At so least Captain America is the Falcon. Yeah, a little foreshadowing. <laughs>
3: Whatever. No, I don't think. I don't think yeah, that was the case I the time. I don't either. have a problem with this.
5: The, the, state Cap the- Captain stuff, so. Nor do I.
2: I just wish that it wouldn't. They wouldn't change the title to Captain America and well, the Mighty Number
5: Avengers. One. They're almost a fifteen episode. But if they just left 15, it as the Mighty 15, Avengers, I don't know what number they're on. But they're episodes. Almost to Did you say episodes? Yes. You're a weirdo. They're they're almost to twenty. So you can't have. You can't keep going. I do that. You get to stuff. twenty and then you could be done. And the Avengers is going to restart because it get close to thirty-five. It's true. God knows, no one could read anything past thirty-five. because yeah, it gets too complicated. Well, their story. Oh. We don't want to read things. <laughs> well, the,
4: the writer might change, and the artist might change. Yeah. So you got to just end the whole series.
6: Well, the, that or the price might go up. I, stuck the, stuck I don't right think the right price out. is going to go anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't
4: think so. Hopefully not. If, if Marvel starts going to four ninety nine,
5: <laughs> hey, maybe we'll restart the universe and change the price point for everybody. <laughs> Are they out of the Then point? they all clap their hands. Or they mm, might not change time, the writer
6: or the artist or anything and just start over so they can raise Yeah, you're talking about Daredevil. Yes, I am.
5: Okay. I think it's got that more irritates pages.
6: Me. I think it has more pages. It does have more pages. So it's a bigger price point because it's more pages.
2: More pages,
6: we... less patients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, are they shortened pages in those DC books and those multiversity ads? I don't think so.
4: I, I don't think so either, but I really hate that ad. Either That's the too.
5: worst ad campaign I've ever seen. Well, you remember it, don't you?
4: I remember that I hate it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Mission accomplished. Makes
4: makes me n- not want to read the book, that's for sure. Oh,
6: it doesn't lend it doesn't get you excited about wanting to check the book out really. It's just you don't care. There's nothing to it.
4: Yeah. Well, I've seen it enough. I was just like, screw this book.
6: And then you read issue one and you said, Really screw this book.
4: I haven't, I haven't got to yet. But Captain Carrot's in there and he is
2: awesome. He looks
6: badass.
4: And he makes a great comment. See, I haven't read the whole book but I read pieces. Which is, you know, Captain Carrot being like, Hey, I already met you! And Superman from, you know, the president Superman, I'm sorry, is like... Earth-23. Yeah, no, I don't think we've ever met. And he's like, yeah, it's okay, I kind of just see you guys all look the same. and Everybody <laughs> with an
2: ass looks the same. I was just going
4: awesome. with the suit. <clears throat> it's awesome. I love that Captain Carrot is a cartoon character, it looks like, in that story. So there's a point where I think he gets
2: flattened and he just pops back yep. into shape. He does. <laughs> cartoon.
6: Well, I thought that was just Grant Morrison. No, <laughs> Grant Morrison is
2: Captain Kirk.
6: Maybe I
3: don't see why not. I
4: Maybe. would be
6: disturbed at a cartoon written by Grant. I am Grant Morrison. I'd still have to appear, watch it, but I'd be disturbed. Scottish accent, there, so I kind of doubt it. Well, he didn't put a caddy to of that. He so. didn't, have, didn't appear to have a bald head and a long black coat. Give me a carrot, laddie.
5: He doesn't always wear the coat. Okay, he should. <laughs> he doesn't, man.
6: It's his it's wizard
5: robe. It's not anything to do with the news whatsoever. Yeah. Anyway. It's out of control. It's his
3: wizard <coughs> robe. We Reel can't not wear the there. thing. Reel it back over there.
5: Reel it back. I'll throw rocks. I'm oh, having good money. shots when I hit everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, they'll feel like a soft throw, like, okay, I'm not using a strong arm. <laughs> Just throw a handful in the air. Everybody how go. under here. How go. Okay, so other news, uh controversy with a uh Spider Woman cover, is that right? Yeah. We think that is what? Porn. No. No. Spider Woman number we think that one. Is stupid. Assless yeah, chaps it is
4: stupid. Okay. it doesn't look any worse than any other spider-woman cover that's ever been put out as far as i'm concerned
6: i think they're comparing it to the old uh, catwoman number 1 they're raising a the big stink they have raised a yeah, big stink zero. over the, or the, the zero, zero yeah, yeah.
4: oh yeah well cuz they're paying attention because it's a cover
6: hmm.
5: but wh- what was the significant, significance of catwoman zero well catwoman's proportions were just the, so much that you wanted the thumb to be
6: was a little out yeah. of control
2: well, it and was, a chest. Uh, there was a bomb on the cover? No, there was a bomb.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yes. A bomb yes. Rush. He, on fire. <laughs> he was out of control. <laughs> that
4: woman was like, out of control. She was like swinging on a flagpole and he was just down on the ground. <laughs> Shaking give his booze me, bottles. His pants were falling give down. Give me
6: money for booze. <laughs> it's just something for those types of people to complain about. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, you know that they're really dedicated when all they care about is the cover.
2: And it's a variant cover in that.
4: Right, yeah. So you don't even have to pick that crap up. No.
2: But they say that they're trying to market toward female readers, and that's not going to bring female readers.
6: I don't know about that. No, but it's (laughs) (laughs) raising a big enough stink that it will, that variant cover will sell. It's going to be one of those stupid eBay books, probably. Right.
3: Well, the only one who cares about uh, Spider-Woman has been what? Seven? Casada. No, I like yeah, Spider Woman. No. Okay, Steve and Casado are the only ones who care about Spider Woman, yeah. and Maybe that's why he puts him puts him in uh, or yeah. in his Hot books Hot all spicy the time.
2: Sicilian. <laughs> <laughs> but as okay. uh,
3: but as far as uh, the art go, people have have been drawing people uh, drawing Spandex Super Miss Kendite for decades now. Exactly. It's just you know. So spandex, is, spandex artist, is body
6: paint on It's um, artist style that's what it. he does
2: and they knew that when they commissioned the
5: cover
6: yeah they if, wanted part, a little, if,
5: if they were really upset about it and, and it they still have even, to approve
6: it well so i mean it's not a huge deal at well this point, land really still problem, gets art would, so it's not like they really they care drop it by
5: now yeah as far as like the cover's concerned just like the catwoman zero the cover was fine people wanted to complain because it was too sexist um too well, sexy as far as the, yeah, saying it was too sexy, and then it was oh, it's proportionately wrong. Her spine would be broken. Well funny thing about that. Um,
2: about the end flex.
5: Yeah, look at the Well, yeah, well uh-huh. it's like, <laughs> it's just like compared to other things. I mean, Captain America and Volton have being uppercutted. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, it
0: happens. Right. Okay,
5: so as far as like the covers concerned, it was supposed to be that it was just too sexy, and they didn't like it because it was improportionately shaped, and there was enough of a, of a cry about it. The DC's like, oh, people don't even read these books. Hmm, let's go on and change the cover entirely. We'll zipper up a little bit, and then when they quit paying attention, we'll just go back to the way we drew it anyway. Because uh, it was only like that issue and the issue following that anything was different, and it wasn't really different, mm-hmm. because she didn't always have the top open. Yeah,
4: you know, the covers for uh, X number of issues. She was zipped up. But the interiors were exactly the same.
5: Yeah, nothing actually changed in the book. So. People crying because they saw a picture, and they're like, oh, I'm going to cry because I don't know anything about anything. Yeah. As far as Spider Woman is concerned, um, I like the character just fine, but half of her powers is that she has pheromone powers, which is a sex thing anyway. So sometimes maybe we should just I don't know get rid of the, let's change the character altogether because <clears throat> one of her powers has something to do with that. Uh, would
2: Would I buy that cover? No. no, it doesn't bother me. But I I wouldn't go out of my way to get well, that cover.
5: Well, no, no. that's what the problem is. They say that they're they're upset because. Well, it's supposed to be marketed to female readers um, because it says for girls on the front.
6: Don't buy the cover then. Right. If you don't like it. Don't buy exactly. it. Exactly. There's going to yeah. be like
5: four covers for the stupid thing. This
6: is this Just is, don't is one
5: buy of the that variant
3: one. covers. It's not even the main cover. Yeah, so. if they were
5: forcing you to buy it by putting a gun to your head, then I guess in that case, yeah, maybe there'd be a problem.
3: Well, I, I get what he's saying. If it was the main
4: cover, then yeah, it actually is worth this complaint.
5: There's but still no not. gun to your head, Rob. Well,
4: that's there's
5: still true no too. gun.
2: It doesn't. You don't like but it. Don't buy it. All of us who read comics know that the covers nowadays don't really represent anything that's going on in the book anyway.
0: Yeah. Right. Right.
2: For good or for bad. Right. Right. And the 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 art in the book is not going to be that way. It's still going to be a good book. Right. Yeah, I don't doubt that at so, all. I, I challenge
4: it to begin with because you know Spider Woman has never been able to keep going on her own anyhow. You know, honestly, they they want to go. Oh, we're making this book for girls and women. They're gonna come in. They're gonna love comics. Well, it's not gonna happen with Spider Woman. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not even happening with Captain Marvel, who they're supposedly all about.
2: Even She Hulk. Yeah. Oh, you mean (laughs) oh, She Hulk.
4: (laughs) She Hulk's a different kind of story. I mean, She Hulk's been canceled more times than anybody. You know, her and Aquaman. Are nearly no, they're not quite. They go
3: to the same bar, is what you're saying. No,
4: it's just in between
3: canceled issues. She's a great
4: character, but readership is bad, and so it doesn't keep going. She Hulk is probably one of my favorite characters that is constantly canceled.
5: To tell you the truth, well, she had—I mean, she had really fun books back in the '80s and '90s. That and the Legion of Superheroes. Well, well, that one gets canceled a lot too. That's in Rob's boat, though. (laughs) Oh, right. Okay. But yeah, she I mean, as far as like the, the ever-popular Deadpool with his breaking the fourth wall, it started with She-Hulk. Yeah, she she did, it did first.
4: She was the first one to ever do that
3: in comics. Oh, right. Talking to the reader while skipping rope and mm-hmm. things like that. Covering yeah. those
5: interiors didn't matter. Right. She didn't do, walking like that through The whole first series had it. Yeah, walking between panels, yeah. Uh, oh, that's a lot can faster. Hear a lot faster. faster. It was cross the border. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really
6: not... The point is the, the Spider-Woman is really not worth their complaint. No. Because Especially since they it's, don't, you don't have to buy it, and the series probably won't last long enough for it to matter.
4: Well, and, and honestly, mm-hmm. like, save your complaint for a cover that actually matters, because this is not anything anyways. I mean, really, I don't know what the complaint really is. It could be, like you were saying, it could be just, oh, this artist is known for doing this, so, oh, how dare they?
2: Yeah,
6: but, like it, I think they're going <coughs> a little out of proportion. If, if the <laughs>
2: art on the cover... M- match the art interior. I can see the, the outcry for it. You know what I mean? But no. I don't know. It's. I think it's going to be a good book. I think Greg Land is doing the art. People are up in arms about him too. So no. it's not got a good chance anyway. But it's called a readership. Go read the book. Yeah. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, I mean honestly if you are worried about wanting to support it because women need to have a bigger influence in comics then you need to actually model yourself it. to support the books yeah. and if you get the first issue and you, you don't get that cover because you shouldn't anyways because you're upset with it and you like the book then keep going if you don't like the book then stop reading it but you know give it a shot don't just complain that the cover it doesn't appeal to you or somehow it offended your delicate sensibilities
2: yeah. And, and I, well, I'm not a big fan of Greg Land anyway. But he was doing Mighty Avengers, mm-hmm. and that was one of the best books Marvel was putting out.
4: I I actually really like a lot of what Grant Land Land does. Greg
2: Grand, yes, Le-
4: Le-
6: Lay Le- Grant. I, I enjoy I enjoy how he does his most of his work. But yeah, you know, well, this may come as a shock to you. but I'm not a fan either.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> he doesn't like Iron Man. It's, it's not. You're well, not the it's only one.
6: He draws Tony Stark. I can't say. It, I won't say. It. No, just go. Move well,
5: ah. As far as like the the <laughs> if they're upset about, it, it
6: has been discussed
3: ad nauseum why people would not like Greg Landau. I don't have a problem with him either. So.
2: Define ad nauseum. <laughs> and, <yeah.
4: sighs> ad nauseum. <laughs> used to make people sick because you continue to say the <laughs> yeah. same
0: things over and over again. Tons. Yet he's so, still in the
3: business. But it it hasn't affected his uh, paycheck in the way I, uh, I lake.
6: like his work. So is Dylan. Yeah, there's oh, a lot yeah. of people that... And he gets
2: to look at porn because that's what he draws from.
6: Yeah. Hmm?
2: Which one? Dylan? Grigland. Oh. Yeah. So it might be drawn from
5: Monero's cover. Hmm. Hmm. Dichotomy. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Menara is not <laughs> tracing. So. Oh, man. Never, nevertheless, regardless of any of it, it's just another thing for people to complain about with the sake of complaining. Mm-hmm. It's like people complain about the violence of video games but don't play video games because so they have no idea what they're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. The ending needs to be blamed for something. So if you're so upset about the cover that don't buy the book, I'm sure your almighty dollar that you spend every month will be felt by Marvel. Right. Oh, wait. None of you read comic books. Well, so it like won't make a said, difference anyway. And so, like
3: we said before, there's four covers... If you really yeah. want the, if you really uh, care about the character and you want the issue, there's three other uh, non-offensive covers for you to choose from. Or less offensive, I guess. Or, or less offensive, or whatever. Way. Maybe you'll like mm-hmm. it better. But the insides are still going to be the same, so you know you can you can vote with your cover dollars, I
2: guess.
5: I do like one with the cover dollars. When I get that cover, when I see it, yeah. I'm gonna slip a dollar right into the top. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, I think that's enough news for now. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. about <clears throat> nothing to know. No offense to anybody. No. Yeah, we're not trying to step on anybody's toes with whatever, okay. but yeah, you know, don't worry about it. they a reader. They can handle it. Well, our most of our listeners, most of our listeners, can, but you know. So i complainers
6: who think, take a complaint. Yeah, oh, all three of us. I think, Eric, these people just need to... All three of
5: us to complain? we are lost
6: at home. <laughs> they're they're these people just people, need to put, on their thick their skin they, put their thick skin on when they get up in the morning. That's all. They see worse the on all. the TV.
2: That's very true. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah. Everybody it's
6: has access to the now. internet anymore. Yeah. They've seen
3: way worse than a, <laughs> a little, uh, than a little cartoon woman.
2: You go to any site it's on the internet, weird proportion. and you get bikini ads, you get massage ads, you get all that crap. That's true. Girls next door. Mm-hmm. That was on for a while. Is that a TV, TV show? Detail, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: It was. It was Playboy's. It was like three girls' life with hef, and they would do uh, scenes. From the uh, photo shoots with just minimal spray tan.
2: Hmm. Is this on Netflix? I don't, think, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I mean, i mean, I, mean, kind of uh, I got to do some
4: research. <laughs> it was right, on, right. It was on uh, VH1.
3: <laughs> For reason. Really?
4: Yeah. Hmm. As VH1 was doing its MTV <laughs> transmagnification from music to weird reality shows.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Yep. Girls next door.
6: Was there a lot of complaining going on?
4: Um, Who watches mean, VH1? About the
6: exploitation of women?
4: Oh, you know, I don't know because I never looked into it. I just knew that it existed.
5: it got multiple seasons, so I think they're probably fine with it. I
6: mm-hmm. had... So did
5: Big Love, and people weren't fine with that. Hmm? <laughs> I I don't know what Big Love is, but I'm going to believe That's you. The big That's guess. the one where Bill Paxton was like married wives. to several
3: oh, women. Yeah. I know. Well, that was the...
0: Uh-huh. A wow. Big
3: Love was the fictionalized one, but there was a, um, there was a rela- uh, reality show yeah. with uh, a polygamist uh, wives and whatnot. Wow.
4: Well, it's just a, I have no idea. It's <laughs> a stupid conundrum, you know. You got people going, oh, you know, it's fine that they have women be sexy and do their thing, and they should be respected, and they can do whatever they want with their body, and then you go, oh, but don't look at her ever. <laughs> don't you ever look at that person? Because you might look at them wrong. <laughs> so, let's just give everybody burkas and be done with it.
0: He's All the
4: way you can cover their face, their hands, um, their legs, everything. That way you can't complain anymore.
2: And everything we see is a product of society. Right. You know what I mean? What you mean? We get to wear
5: burkas too, Rob, like you and me.
2: We could if we wanted to, but...
4: Especially having your beards sure <laughs> <it>? <laughs> idea how
5: If you thought I looked like a terrorist before, <laughs> you till <wouldn't laughs> you see me in a burka. I,
4: I don't know a whole lot of guys that are like... Damn, that cover with Hawkeye on the cover. His butt sticking up on the face. I'm offended by that. <laughs> Nightcrawler <laughs> is in some of the goofiest positions ever. There's a pretty famous <clears throat> Amazing Spider-Man cover where he's clinging to a tree with his butt right in your face. And there's like twig with bush things on both cheeks. <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> so you can see his twig and berries?
4: But now well, what do you, <laughs> you can see a twig. <laughs> but not his berries. But like, it, it's kind of an uncomfortable cover. But you know, like, I don't hear anybody going
6: like, "Oh my God, they shouldn't have printed that." Holy cow! And you know, some of these people there, you have to figure there's probably a decent percentage of them that let their young girls run around and go to school looking like streetwalkers. <laughs> I mean, same kind of picture. or kind of daywalkers. Mm. Well,
4: you know, mm. like, like you said, I mean,
2: it, it's culture. Like that's what yeah. that's what we built. Unfortunately, and they're worried
6: about this.
5: Yeah.
2: When what ten thousand people may have it, see it, buy it,
5: who knows? Book wise, I, you know, it's hard to see how many that cover will get printed. It'll probably get printed more because of this, not uh, yeah. necessarily us talking about it, but just in general it happening. <laughs> so it makes me wonder. If, that's true. I believe what's us talking know, about. You know, All of it could be just it all might just yeah, be weird. a ploy. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> everything else, like Michael Bay's, the turtles are going to be from outer space. Uh that all of a cared about the turtles. Was that ever the real case? Oh, I don't know. He didn't even write the movie. He put money towards it. He, he put money towards it. the
2: explosions.
5: That's it. Which is great, because he spends money on good explosions. But as far as the rest of it's concerned, they got people to talk about it, so hey, mission accomplished. Meh. Yeah. Anyway, so... Speaking, speaking of, of that... About Aquaman.
4: He did direct that movie, right? Peyton Manning. No. He produced it. Peyton Manning produced internal. No. no. Peyton Manning Holy got himself
5: sh- fined in the NFL. <laughs> that's a good... That, that, at <laughs> least Curtis is sort of on point. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. so Peyton Manning got himself fined for taunting, which most hey, of Colorado lift. thinks is awesome. He said a four-letter <laughs> word with you followed by it to uh, <laughs> Squaringer. I, yeah, I don't remember who, what the guy's name is. Who hit two. Welker. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, it was
2: Swearinger. Swearinger? Swearinger? Yeah. The guy from Oz? No. no. That's Mr. <laughs> Swearinger. <laughs>
6: No,
5: Deadwood.
6: <laughs> yeah. Wow, I don't even know how
2: I
5: knew that. Go. <laughs> 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 anyway, most of most, uh, Colorado feels okay about that. You know, I whatever, it's fine. It's like, and you know what he I said huh? when they asked him uh, how do you feel about the fine? He said money well spent.
1: That's awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good,
5: yeah. You know, Payne's been kind of a class act, even though he's kind of got a giant head. And I mean, like, physically a giant head. Potato? A little bit. Yeah. He's always been been a class act. He looks like a shriveled granny apple. I don't know about that. No? Okay. Don't get me wrong. I like Peyton. All right. I just don't (laughs) follow soccer. (laughs) I like how how he brings it up and he wants to talk about soccer. It's football. (laughs) It's it's football here in the States. Right.
2: In the States. (laughs) The only
3: real term for it. Right. Football is football, not soccer.
5: Sorry about talking right. to sports, folks. <laughs> no, that's good, because we're, this, this, you oh, doing the, uh, yeah. so for everybody yeah. listening, now that all you manage is it's mm-hmm. coming through our sort of uh-huh. black version of the news. A plug? You should all be happy whenever Ross is back, because at least there's some kind of coherence there. <laughs> Whereas it was talking about who knows what. Anyway, um, so. Uh, I like it when we take tangents like this. shut up. I agree with both of you. <laughs> right. So uh, we, this year we, we started the Top 5 Comic League through ESPN um, Green Iron Challenge. If you want to join, it is free. Um, it's basically fantasy football. Um, it's not your normal fantasy football where you have like a whole league draft or whatever. It's more like you're basically running a team... Money-wise, so it's a kind of a strategy-type thing.
4: Like you get fifty k, and you have to figure out two quarterbacks, two wide receivers, two running backs, uh, probably one tight end, tight end, 50. and then your defense and your kicker. So it's pretty. It's pretty simple,
2: and it's not real fifty k either.
4: No, it's, yeah, I don't it's,
2: think
5: you're getting money.
4: It's computer <sighs> fake fifty k.
5: It's it's fake money. Bitcoins. But basically, the whole point is that anybody can buy anybody player-wise. As you. Play Whether players do good or bad Determines their dollar amount value Whether it changes or not And since everybody has a buy week now uh, Eventually players will have a game they sit out And you elect to either Buy players to replace them Or not replace them uh, But the price point does change as you play If you bought them at the Let's say $5 million You continue to have them for the $5 million Unless you sell them And in that case the price goes up For you to buy them back if you decided to Or down, or down Depending if they do bad uh, but yeah, as far as, like, stacking, it's a pretty fun game. It's more a matter of, like, following random players. This makes the season funner. Anyway, if you decide you want to join, uh, go to ESPN Gridiron Challenge, uh, or just the ESPN.com website, and then select Fantasy. Underneath Fantasy, there's a bunch of options. One of them is Gridiron Challenge. Click on that. It'll take you to a page where it's actually to join a team. Search for Top 5 Comics, and you will find our league password for it is podcast, so will ask you for a password, and basically you just make an email account, uh, if you don't want to get random email from them, I've had an account with them now for, I don't know, three, four, three or four years, the only email I get is when their new is starting, and that's it, so, they're pretty good about not sending you junk mail, as long as you select not to get junk mail, and in that case, well, if you select it to get it, that's your own fault, but yeah, uh, more the merrier, so it should be fun, uh. And
4: you get a play against us. Most of the people on the podcast have their own fantasy team. Can you beat the top five ca- podcast crew at fantasy football?
5: I'm going to say that it's possible. Because there's those of us that don't, even, that don't even try to change our players. But that's okay. I want to say, uh, so I'm the Dark Knights. Rob is the...
3: Spirits of Vengeance.
5: Rob is the Spirits of Vengeance. Craig is...
3: Knights of Unicron.
5: Knights of Unicron. I should remember that. <laughs> Kurt is to be determined. If Metropolis Road Crew. We get on it then, because if someone hears this and takes your name, they're going to be somebody else. i got to clean up what Superman destroys. That's what I like. <laughs> Mr. Mike, have you, have you made a team yet? No, I have not. Okay. So He's going to call up the Slipknot Holes. Yet <laughs> <laughs> to be decided. Is that like people that haven't been placed in the band, or is that... There's nine of them. I think he just needs two more for a maybe, football team. Right? Maybe he right. could
3: be the Wayward Science.
5: I don't know what... Black
3: Wayward? I thought that was like two of the titles that he had.
5: I don't mm. Way off. Two of the titles for this. <laughs>
3: oh, wait. That, no, no, not, uh, that,
2: not no, that. No, no,
5: no. Okay. Uh, this
2: just in, Rosh just texted me and said he feels like crap today and just woke up.
5: <laughs> oh, well. See?
1: That's,
2: yeah.
5: Right.
3: That's a code for I just messily destroyed. I was on a bender
6: <laughs>
3: I just I just had to messily end the
2: client mm,
4: right may I and borrow
2: then, a screwdriver he, he is
4: also a part of our group on the, uh, the football side so if he sees the Donkey Kongs. The
5: Donkey Kongs. The Toonami Titans. That dis- would be funny if that was a case. That would have been a good name too. Team is the Donkey
3: Kongs. Kongs. I'm disappointed he didn't go with the Super Mario Brothers.
5: I think we decide that's because of what, Rob?
3: Well, he likes the way they lay pipe, but uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> he likes them some giant monkey sometimes. <laughs>
5: Perfect. I'm a Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> also would be a funny name to have <laughs> um I, I want to say that right now there's a couple there's, there's at least two other people there. no two or three other people that have teams right now too. but yeah as far as like uh, playing eh, it, it's free so it's fun if you follow Sparks whatsoever it's just a fun thing I do anyway so uh we'll try to give people updates on who's leading in that when we're doing it but again it's free Passwords Podcast so get on it people because the thing opening Opening day is Thursday next week, so you have the better part of a week to still get on it. I don't have the date of next week's Thursday. It's like the 2nd of September, maybe? 3rd of September? 4th? Does anybody have a calendar? I
4: didn't bring the schedule with me. Let me nah, just... It starts like
5: Thursday. See my tri-quarter. All right. What Thursday night's the first game. You can still technically start after that. However, certain players will be unavailable because well, they've that's already a later.
2: That ain't going to give you where I
5: want to go. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Use it for length. Next Thursday. Yes. This is the fourth. The fourth. Mm-hmm. So September fourth. Get your team's built before then. So you have the option of all players. Uh, otherwise, after that, the first game I think is Green Bay and Seahawks. So then, not only will, will be choices until the following week. Anyway, um, so moving on to uh, Aquaman.
4: Aquaman. All right. Number
5: thirty-four. 34. And salty dog, seeing it. I don't think so. Not this time.
3: Not interested.
4: Alright, so we're gonna, gonna kinda just gonna do some highlights this week on books. Talk about things that we thought were pretty cool, so we're not gonna kinda go all the way through the titles like we normally would. Um however, we begin the story with Chimera attacking Aquaman and Chimera, I think surprises us all in this book with a the ability to spit fire while he's on land. Awesome. I don't know if we've seen him do that before. I don't think
5: so. But, um... Spit and fire in general is an awesome power.
4: Basically, what Reference we found is it. that, uh... Mm-hmm. Chimera is evidently... At yeah, one point... point. circus sp- Stop it. There you go.
5: At,
4: at one point, Chimera was evidently a human who's been experimented on and has been granted a ton of different fish and, like, Atlantean DNA?
6: Sea life and then, uh, The, uh... Was it The Kraken? have to have something to do with it. it predetermined predetermined it's very in yeah.
4: and he evidently developed a, um, a aquatic telepathy much like Aquaman has. His telepathy is much stronger. And so he's actually been able to control other Atlanteans before this point. And he's had an issue where he couldn't control Aquaman. And we actually have a pretty knockdown drag out fight with him here. And we find him like Changing multiple times to use different abilities. So he changes to have uh, kind of poisons, he changes to have uh, it's like a lionfish stinger, he changes to have like lightning that he can kind of shoot underwater.
6: Like electric eels?
4: Yeah. And Aquaman eventually calls for some sharks to help him and finds that his telepathy is trumped by the Chimera. So he winds up actually having to fight his own lion, or his own uh, sharks. And there's a point where he leaves. The ocean, and Chimera kind of is like, "Oh, why did you take this to dry land?" And he thinks he's trying to uh, get some kind of advantage on him by taking him out of the water. And myself, personally, I think he actually did that because of him having to take out the sharks. Because Aquaman's made a big deal where he doesn't seem to really care as much about the Atlanteans or the surface world as he does the sea life.
5: He cares about the animals.
4: Yeah, and so he's kind of made that pretty clear before. So I think, actually, the reason he takes the fight to the surface is to get him away from the rest of the sea life. As uh, the battle kind of unfolds in uh, the middle of the city here, they wind up knocking over a tanker truck, and while that's kind of bleeding out on the ground, Aquaman and Chimera kind of become in a battle of wits, where Chimera is trying to overpower Aquaman's mind, and they kind of both dig back and forth into each other's minds, And Aquaman kind of sees the man that was Chimera. And Aquaman sees... Or, I'm sorry, Chimera sees Aquaman's actual life. He sees Mira and how he regards the Atlanteans. And, you know, they both kind of go back and forth with who's in charge there. And we actually find out that the whole reason that Aquaman is uh, able to resist his mind control is uh dude who, his bloodline, he was connected to one of the kings of Atlantis that fought against the Kraken originally. And so that bloodline is what's keeping him from being manipulated by... Chimera? Chimera? As the battle gets towards the end, Chimera is like telling Aquaman how, oh, well, you know, I'll do the one thing that you won't do. I'll actually dry you out and just leave you to die. And so he winds up actually grabbing this kind of heat lamp from one of these bayside restaurants starts trying to like burn Aquaman with it and as the fight unfurls Aquaman winds up throwing him back towards the tanker and of course it ignites the oil in it and causes it to explode and actually Aquaman gets to come out of it pretty nice instead of just people being like oh gosh Aquaman I can't believe he blew up half the city <laughs> like the firefighters are actually happy that he stayed around and is helping and like moving cars and like trying to keep the fire taken care of and once they kind of get the fire out, they find Chimera's skin ripped in half, and you kind of get the impression that most of the police officers and firefighters are like, "Oh my gosh, you flat blew him out of his skin! He must be dead. There's no way he could live through that." I think, I think Aquaman's not quite, you know, uh, taken by it, but you never know. But by the time we get to the end of the book, we're we're still dealing with people that are burnt out of their houses or people that were in the park that were injured, this uh, rescue group finds what they think is a homeless man out in the bushes that's been kind of burnt up, and they kind of offer him help, and he's evidently forgotten who he is. But as we kind of have him move into the van, we see his eyes change, and so we know it's Kamara, but maybe he doesn't even know he's Kamara now. But I don't know. I thought it was a pretty darn good issue. I like this new villain for Aquaman. I don't think Chimera existed before the New 52. I actually think it plays out pretty well. It shows how tough something from his world could be. Score for the book? Mike?
6: I'll give it a three. Uh, I think the Chimera storyline went on a bit long for me anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, okay. you know, it's been all right. I mean, it's definitely not like it used to be. John's running the show, but uh, I'll hang in there one of my favorite characters. so well,
5: It's still been good. I mean, I'll give yeah. you, Jeff Johns just had the pop at the beginning because no one had written Aquaman <laughs> that way before. So, it's it, just the, I don't think, it, I, uh, as far as story is concerned, I think it's still good. But, I'll, I'll give you, Jeff Johns is the name everybody comes for, so.
6: I mean, it, it's, 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 it's still, it it's alright. I mean, I, I just think this particular story went on a bit long and we'll see where it goes.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Craig?
6: Oh, I'll give it a
3: four. Uh, the, the Chimera Monster makes me think of Dark Stalkers and I've always got a soft spot for that. Plus the uh plus uh, just reading in on it. It yep. pretty much tells you what uh this uh, new guy is all about during the course of the story. And Aquaman tells you what uh, a little bit more about his uh backstory in the new fifty two and being descended from king, uh from kings and what all and immune to the other guy's powers. So, I mean, maybe it would be a little more, I don't know, maybe a a little more breadth to the story if you'd been following the uh, storyline, or maybe less, you know.
2: But, but sure,
3: I'd give it a four for that.
2: Cool. Titus? Not much to say. Jeff Parker is still a great writer, and uh, he's carrying Aquaman. It isn't Jeff Jones, like Mike said, but it's still a good story, if uh, if you like Jeff Johns, give Parker a try.
5: It's uh, it's written really well. I'll give it a three.
0: All right.
5: <clears throat> um Yeah, I, you know I follow suit with it. A three, but then give and give it a three. Also, I mean, the book looks good. Uh, it's cool to have a new villain. And I don't like I, like Rob said. I don't know if Camara existed before or not, but it, for me, it's new. So I, I do like that. I mean. He has a bunch of other, like, well, maybe not a bunch, but his rogue gallery is not as big as others. So I like having a new, or newer villain type for him. Rob? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd give it
4: a three as well. I, I enjoyed the book. Primera is definitely a nasty new addition to the DC universe of villains. But yeah, I, it probably went on
5: a little too long. <laughs> Think overall it would have been stronger if they would have cut it <coughs> shorter a book, maybe? Maybe. Read it up. Just a little bit. So let's move on to uh, Black Science. Mr. Mike, what do you know about Black Science? Black Science.
6: It's number eight. <sighs> well, it's not a secret around here. Black Science is one of my favorite books, if not my favorite book. I did not know that. I bet you didn't. Because you never pay attention, and why would you? Huh? <laughs> You ne- never been buy I me mean, nice case things. made. <laughs> uh, well, basically, up to this point, it's all about a machine they call the pillar and the scientist, his children, and colleagues, and boss, I guess, or the main investor.
5: Yeah, I mean, he's an investor, not necessarily a The boss, lead investor, yeah, yeah, in the
6: project. I've been uh, jumping through various uh, realities. Meeting strange and interesting creatures and people. Somewhere along the way, the main character kind of bites the dust, and because of the lead investor, who happens to be the one to sabotage the machine in the first place, why so it's
5: reasonably trapped. Yeah. Yeah.
6: So in this particular issue, uh, it starts off with the the, the kids, the surviving kids, uh, falling through the air. And uh like a uh odd bear like creatures watching, waiting for them to fall close enough. They have long whip like tongues. Which gets it snatches the the, the young boy and he, he mans up and bites it off. Yeah.
4: Um, There's actually a the part I really liked about that where he's talking about you know, this bully taking advantage of him. Yeah. And it's his dad he was like on the sly, Hey, I wanna take you to Karate school. You show that kid what's what.
6: His inner monologue is, is, is pretty cool. Yeah, um, and he's, he's he is out to make make sure he can make his dad proud. So uh, they fight off the creatures, and uh, then we switch to the, the group uh, and the uh, new leader of the group, being the the, the boss or the, the the jerk, whatever you want to call him. Uh, kind of feeling a little down because he kind of lost track of the kids, and he made a promise to take care of everyone.
5: Well, yeah, a week before before the end, of the, yeah, he promised that he would try not to suck so bad.
6: Yeah, which he has up to this point. Yeah. and you know, and in the last issue, he kind of came through and and pulled the, pulled everybody's ass out of the fire. So now he's kind of lost track of the kids, and that's when the uh, they're having a rather. Heated discussion, uh, and then the Indian shaman that they they uh, snatched from a, a previous reality and been dragging along with him uh, starts explaining about how his world came to be, how his reality came to be, um, about being at war and then and, and they were losing terribly until an alien craft landed. And, uh, the giant mantis. <laughs> this is badass. Crawls out of it. But he turns out to not be a warrior, but a scientist. With all of this new technology. Uh, but he gets wasted. But they, uh, they scavenge the technology. They start to build off of that. And they win the war. And then some. And uh, they, just, they, they, they kept advancing technology towards the point where he calls it black science. And he said that's, that, that was their downfall. That would be their downfall. Because they took it too far, basically.
4: Yeah, they went from protecting themselves and keeping their lives simple to being completely dependent on the technology and overrunning themselves and, and taking the war back to the people who were trying to take their land.
6: Exactly. So we go back to the kids. We've finally gotten down to the, to the ground. Trying to figure out what they're going to do because they know they're in a bad spot. Uh, they don't like, well, at least the sister doesn't like uh, what she likes to call dad's whore, <laughs> or the guy that killed their father. They're trying to figure out what to do because they, be they don't want to be near either one of them. So they're kind of on the trying to figure out what to do on their own.
4: Well, they also know they have to be back at the Pillar, but they have about four days to get there. Right. The trick is, you know, this being alien landscape is kind of an understatement.
6: Getting there, yeah. Which, uh, as they do come across some uh, rather strange, uh, odd-looking, Neanderthal-type creatures. And they're hiding, and they're whispering, and then they get spotted. And that's where we kind of leave off the issue. Personally, I love this book. Every issue's been great. The art's great. I mean... Uh, is this still
2: Mateo doing it?
6: Yep. Okay. Scalera and in white. Remember, he's he's kicking, he's kicking ass on this book. Every issue is just amazing. So, I'm down for it as long as he wants to go with it.
4: I do enjoy Remember a lot. He's, he's been a pretty darn good writer.
6: I
2: hope it doesn't fall into the fear agent stratosphere where he leaves it and then comes back. Well, I've only
6: read the first three volumes of that, so I haven't quite gotten to the point where...
2: It it tapers off pretty well, but it's still enjoyable. But back to this.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Is this worth a book? Uh Craig?
2: I'm giving it a four
3: for alien mantises. (laughs) All
5: right. He likes bug people. Mantises
3: himself. are awesome. That's it's just scientist. Scientist. Mm. they catch a tomahawk in the head. So it's
2: a mant- that's mantis-, why, mantis. That's why. That's mantis- why it's
3: only getting a four and not a <laughs> exactly. five because those damn dirty natives put an axe between his noggin. Yeah,
6: he's a bug. Yeah, he went out like a chump. Mm. <laughs>
3: I'm hoping that uh, we'll come across a race of uh, a mantis warrior scientists who don't go down like chumps.
5: Well, in this series, they would have to get back to that particular reality. i mm-hmm. not going bet. Right. Yeah. Uh, Curtis?
2: Like Mike, I'm a giant fan of that book. Um, I hope Lowe reaches what that has become, because Lowe started out so... Low, no pun intended. <laughs> for reminder standards, in my eyes. Um, look, art's amazing. Scolera and, and White. Man, you can't beat that, really. No. And he even did a Batman book while keeping this on track, so I'll give it a 4.5. It would be a 5, but I'm saving that for something special. <laughs> and not that this isn't special, yeah, is. right. you know. But something that's gonna blow my pants. Everybody off. knows what we mean. <laughs> or shorts in this case.
5: Oh man. Like science is badass. Yeah. It is definitely a fun story. Um yeah, I'll 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 go ahead and follow suit and give it a give it a four. It's really been a strong book. The art is fantastic. Um Remender's awesome. Like he's connected to a bunch of other people in the industry too, so he's he's got a lot of skills in the fire and a majority of them are really good. He's like an independent Jeff Johns guy. Yeah, man. God, he's kind of... Yeah, he really kind of is. Yeah. He's
6: a machine. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah.
2: Rob?
4: Uh, I gave it a 3.5. I didn't enjoy it a lot. I, boo, I like the...
6: Rob. Boo. Sorry. <laughs> yes.
4: it, I couldn't give him much more.
6: Boo, <laughs> Rob. <Moore>. Boo. <laughs> I
4: do like the... Uh, I do like the stuff with the kid thinking about his father and like... How he wants to impress him, and like that that relationship I thought was really cool um and I do like you know the the Native American guy kind of giving us the history of his people and where that's come from. It kind of sounds like they're hinting at the idea that there's been multiple people who have created pillars and that it always winds up being something that's broken
6: that reality that particular reality with the American Indians that was really badass too.
4: It's pretty crazy, yeah,
6: good visuals, yeah. Boo, Rod Moore. Boo. Yeah,
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, movie. I watched
6: that episode of South Park was today. Say, uh... <laughs> Score, Mike. I'm gonna give it a uh, give it a four and a half. Uh, Ooh, uh-huh. it's my boy right there. <laughs> this, I love this book. It's my, it is my favorite.
5: It has been fun. It, 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 it is a good book, I mean, it's definitely a wild, like space adventures. You don't like, know what space. they. I mean, yeah, every every
6: issues more or less a, a new reality so you never know what you're gonna you never know what to expect right but it's always really cool and I mean those from issue one the uh, frogs would be like tongue. electric
5: tongues electric tongues kind awesome. of tough to
6: beat but you're doing good
5: oh, man alright let's so move Ooh, on more. to <laughs> <laughs> you wanna do uh, in Inhuman Inhuman number four sure Miss you just pick up a new artist that's the book with Jack right the dog it's not the same dog. Ryan Stegman, not Ryan the dog, with the artist. Yes.
6: Charles what Soul. What happened to the original artist? He can't keep...
4: You know, I, I've been a Joe Mad. I'm, I'm going to throw this out here real fast. I've been a Joe Madden apologist for years. <laughs> I love Joe Madden's work, but Joe Madden, I have to finally admit it completely, he cannot keep up and get his stuff done. I don't think it's even about him getting it done now. I just think he just, he needs somebody to really be on top of him and crack the whip and crack the whip. And I think, you know, people have been caught not cracking right. the whip on him and then you don't
3: get your book done. I like his art style too, but he's a guy can't keep a schedule.
2: He's no. kind of a letdown, really. Too yeah, really bad, is. really. I mean, he couldn't even finish his own books. Right. You know what I mean?
3: Battle Chasers
4: mm. he, he really has to have Somebody on top of him That's making him Get it done And you know, I When he was working Like a regular Monthlies for For Marvel With X-Men Yeah he was on top of it But You know he's He's kind of grown to the point Where he's like Celebrity artist guy And you know, He has to have The whip cracked So
0: Crack
6: it, that way. It stinks Because no, 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 no. <laughs> He's been around A long time right A while so you think he might be falling into that psychosis like certain other people? Well... Like Miller and... No. No,
5: he's not a crazy person. No.
6: Comic books but aren't just, his big deal now because he's in the gaming
2: thing yeah. and he's so... He's
3: like an illustrator who occasionally does yeah. some comics.
5: So he doesn't need comics. No. Right. Not like he used to. I mean, I, but I comics it, needs him. When he moved <laughs> forward into, into the game stuff, it definitely took his focus and... You know, it, I mean, it is what it is. You do, do what you're passionate about. So, it just sucks for us because we really would like to have more books that he drew. Not to deplete Ryan Stegman because Stegman's awesome. Oh, no. Stegman's fantastic. I mean, this is. There's
4: only a one other artist that I can think that you want to bring over to this book after Mad, which would have been uh, McGinnis. But Stegman is. Incredible. Well, that's a great boon to this yeah, book. it looks
5: fantastic.
4: Yeah. Uh, th- the only thing that I was, what I was getting at was, you know, Inhumanity. That was forever ago now.
5: Huh. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And Inhuman needed that push. So, unfortunately, Inhuman is always losing readership because it's not hot anymore. You know, the, all the fire that was for the book, that was all wasted by Joe. Yeah,
2: but there huh. is a... <clears throat> excuse me. An idea of a Black Bolt or Inhuman movie coming out, too, which may bolster
6: sales as well. It's possible, but... so We didn't, know he didn't even to... know that until Guardians hit big.
2: Right. So, so maybe they brought that out to help this as well. I don't know. It's hard to say, but this issue,
4: pretty incredible. And Segment taking over, fantastic.
6: So Is this like part of a storyline? still or mm-hmm. is it not its own thing I mean, no
4: it this it, it's still a part of the whole inhuman storyline that they wanted to do from the beginning this is just a, a new direction
6: so it's, of it's a in separate new story from like what was going on issue one and two
5: I don't think so no it basically introduced new characters yeah, yeah. it's yeah. an introduction yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, not it's not really... a
3: starting on point if you have missed the first story arc. Mm.
5: it's like a first date Yeah. Right.
1: The the first two stories still
3: goes on from that uh, first arc, but you, uh, you don't have to know every detail yeah. from that first arc to go on with that one.
4: The the first few stories they created a bunch of new characters. Uh, there's at least one character that looks an awful lot like Akuma. And I'm sorry, I don't remember his name right now, but
3: the lineage, I think.
4: There you go. He he wanted to set himself up as like a ruler of the Inhumans that were being traded by all the trigon and this stuff, and he was kind of traveling mm-hmm. the country finding his own. Inhumans. Well, those who didn't follow, he usually would take care of pretty brutally, it seems. In the same page of this book, um, Medusa has set up New Adelan as its own country and is recruiting all sorts of inhumans to come live there and rebuild the inhuman society. So you have both those two elements that are working kind of against each other. But as the Trigen Mist continues to pass across the world, We're having a lot of people outside of the U.S. now being affected by the mist and becoming inhuman.
2: So is the Tarjan mist still traveling? From
4: what I understand, it's still traveling. Um, That was actually one of the cool things they did in the first couple books was they had the pattern that the Tarjan mist was, was
5: moving as it was picked
4: up by the... Like wind currents?
5: Yeah, like weather satellite style where they were showing you how it was moving, okay. where it was located at.
2: Is, is, is the turgeon mist visible by people or is it just...
5: Evidently not. Okay. Right. I mean, uh, uh, it doesn't uh,
3: seem to be anyone. All Always saw it as just that green fog stuff, You so. know when
5: they draw it affecting somebody, it's green spawn. Sure. But I think in general, can you see it? Eh, I don't, I don't know if you really can like see it. Like when they, they pop well, the
2: can on Tarmann?
5: Yeah. <laughs> I guess it
3: could be, like, more diluted since, you know, usually they stick a guy in a canister or whatever and expose him to the mist. Well, right, when
5: they would do it it the proper way, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think overall it's green, but, yeah, is that for our benefit or is that because they can really see it? Right. Right, You know? So trioxin,
2: tetragen, it's all the same.
5: Right. Except it doesn't bring you back from the dead. Okay. (laughs) All right. Go on, Rob.
4: Anyhow, uh, one of the new characters that they bring out here is the Reader. And at this point, um, he's in China. Ooh. Evidently, the entire mist has already passed through or is coming through right now. Uh, the incubation for people becoming inhuman is pretty... It just depends. Like Everybody seems to change differently. Like It can be 20 minutes. It can be a day. It can be two or three days. Either way, he's following the mist, it seems like. And he winds up talking to the dog, and they have kind of a very Han Solo and Chewie kind of situation where he'll talk to the dog, and the dog will make, like, wolf sounds or something, and he'll respond as if the dog has said something that he didn't really get a read. So we assume that he can actually, secondly, communicate with his dog. But uh, he's got a lot of cool stuff. One of the big things he has is, like, a harness so he can hook the dog to himself some kind of a cloak tech and then like a glide or a jet pack so he can just like fly on the winds with his dog. It's pretty awesome. The reader ought to be a pretty cool new character. But uh, in this case we also get to see New Adeline as Thor comes and visits it. And Thor is kind of worried about how humans are going to relate to the Inhumans being so close to the, one of their major cities. Because in his case, when they had the Asgard set up out in Kansas, it was like way away from everything. And everybody still treated it as if it was a major threat all the time. Yeah. And in this case, like, uh, the way that Medusa has tried to quell people's ideals of that is that she's opened it up uh, like as a tourist attraction so everybody can come into the city and do fear, uh, free trade and interact with the new inhuman populace. And kind of, it's an interesting take because you don't. I I don't know. A lot of the time, I don't really think of Thor as being, you know, a diplomat or running a country. But there for a while, he really was with all the stuff that was going on with with Asgard as it was over Oklahoma.
3: Yeah, uh,
2: I, was flam- gonna, I was gonna. I was gonna.
3: No, I thought it was.
4: It's Oklahoma. 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 You said Kansas
2: first. It's
5: Oklahoma. Well, it's Kansas
3: uh, Kansas here, but
5: the The Thor Thor thing was was over Oklahoma.
3: Oklahoma. I was going to mention that later on, but, yeah, it was a story I liked when when Thor was hanging out in uh, the middle of nowhere and they were interacting, and this reminds me a lot of that, too.
5: Well, especially the way she's trying to deal with the people, the way Thor dealt with him is he just dumped gold over the side, threw <laughs> money at them, so well, that he, worked pretty good.
4: And he basically just, he bought the land, and he was like, yep, problem solved. <laughs> but he didn't, like, the Asgardians
5: and the people of Oklahoma really were kind of separate. Oh, yeah, well, he's flying above the city. As far as that, he didn't invite them to come in, but he really did, like, shower them with gold and stuff over the side. Yeah, the
3: by the land. Pretty length.
5: much, like, yeah. But
3: the, big, but the big thrust of that was uh, the you know, native people and the uh, oh, gods yeah. starting to interact where they never had before.
4: The, the next real thing that we move into here, and I'm surprised we didn't see this more in any of the other inhuman, inhuman stories, and maybe we would have had there not been such a cool down, but the Chinese government is basically going through these small vis- villages, and they want to inspect all the houses that the mist has passed over. Because they're probably thinking that if uh, there's a new Inhuman, you know, we got to kind of see what the military applications could be for this person. All right. And um, and from there, they, they find one. And it's kind of hard to say what, what the powers are of this character. But they wind up blowing up half of their little village. And the Chinese military, you know, they weren't playing any games. They didn't just show up with, like, two guys with machine guns. They showed up with, like, three tanks. So they kind of knew if they were going to be dealing with the Inhuman, they were going to have uh, enough firepower to deal with it. And this is where we find the Reader again with even more special abilities. Because he lands, and I presume he's cloaked. And he uses this kind of tab device that he has on his belt to freeze the environment, including all of the tank uh, ammunition in mid-flight. And from there, he finds this new inhuman lady, and he kind of gives her this option to come with him. And basically, she's she gets to choose now whether she wants to continue her old life or she wants to you know, step into this new world where he can tell her what she's becoming and who she's going to be. And like ultimately, she kind of decides, like, well, my family never understood me, so it's better to let them think I'm dead and move on. Meanwhile, while that's going on, Medusa's kind of showing Thor around there winds up being an assassination attempt on, on their lives and uh, when, the, when they kind of catch the guys responsible for it all of them are inhumans and they all think that like they've been forced to become this and so they were trying to like take revenge on Medusa for ending their their lives and you kind of have those neat moments with Thor where you know at first he's like oh we can't execute these ladies these people Medusa and then when she makes her decision that she's going to let them go free and they can choose to be here or not. Like he's, all oh, you can't let him go. You know, you have to, you have to do something. You know, and so like he's constantly like, kind of questioning her, and it was actually kind of cool to see her be very decisive because, I don't know, I always she's always been a mouthpiece for Black Bolt, but it was always hard to say whether it was Black Bolt was the one that was really making all the decisions or it was
3: her. Well, she's a queen. And she's been a queen for a long time. Sure. We're not talking about some neophyte uh, chick who just stepped into the role and, oh, I don't know, maybe I should do this or not. She makes a decision. She is going to stand by it. So,
4: But uh, back when we get to read her again, we kind of find out that he seems to be blind, and his main way of seeing is actually communicating psychically exactly through the dog, so seeing through the dog's eyes. So... He winds up being a really cool character for this book. But the final little gag at the end of it is that uh, we've had a couple of new Inhumans, one that can control uh, rocks and one that can kind of burst into flame and control fire. And they both don't know exactly where they fit into this new world. And they're approached by a character called Le... Lee, uh, Lee uh, Lineage. Gosh. Now, if you're reading the... Um, Thunderbolt's books. Lineage was actually originally like a third or fourth step Guido mafia guy that was a total failure at what he did. And he and his two sons were all affected by the tragedy and became inhumans in a day. The two sons both died in that story thanks to hell of gunfire from Frank Castle. But... Frank gets it done, man. Lineage lived on. And Lineage is supposed to somehow be able to feel all the previous generations of his family as voices like on his body and all the way to the point of actually having extra faces on himself but Linage is not a good guy and Linage's ability to manipulate people went through the roof when he became an Inhuman because he has decades of history to draw upon with all the people that are now kind of living inside of him
3: centuries
4: yeah so it's hard to say what his game is but he's kind of trying to drive a wedge between these new people and the inhuman royal family or whatever and of course the very last thing is that we bring back the unnamed who was uh, one of the uh, the unspoken I'm sorry who was one of the kings before Black Bull who led the inhumans down a really nasty road and wanted to wipe out all human life to make way for Inhuman dynasties.
5: Yeah, it's bad news. Sounds like a jerk.
4: Either way, um, yeah, Inhuman 4 knocked it out. I kind of didn't understand why they were making such a big deal of the reader and all the promo stuff for it. Now I get it. The reader's pretty badass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Curtis, score for book? Four. Biggity ban. Reader. Dog. Ryan Stegman, Charles Soul, good stuff, with Medusa wrapped them all around. Yeah, I don't know what that means. but <laughs> well, She
4: does use her hair to catch bullets.
2: Yeah, see? Awesome. She got the glow. The last dragon reference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good job. Um, screw you guys. Four. <laughs> Bam. Cut that out and edit. All right. <laughs>
5: Man. Alright, right, uh, yeah, I give it a three and a half. It's it's a it's a good book. It's definitely fun. Um, Reader, like you said earlier, Rob, there's all these random pictures of him showing up everywhere and all his promo, whatever. Dude's awesome. Like the way his costume's awesome. His whole look is really cool. Interesting that they made him a blind dude with the Seeing Eye dog that sees for him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I don't know. I'm pretty happy with it too. And like I said, uh, Ryan Stagman's awesome. Um, So yeah, I'm happy with it. So, three and a half. Rob? Uh, I'd,
4: I'd go four. Like, uh, for me, this one really surprised the heck out of me. There was another book that I'd been waiting for for a long time, and when I read this one, I I just knew it was stronger. And it's, like, I think they did a really, really good job. They knocked it out, so. And Stegman, you know what? He's fantastic. I mean, you're not really taking a step down when you go to him, because he's an incredible artist. All right. All right.
5: Craig gets a score for the book.
3: Oh, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Uh, it's hitting a lot of my, my buttons. I like the I like that uh, the Inhumans have been like nowhere. They have been doing nothing. Nobody cared about the Inhumans. They have powers of gods, all sorts of weird, random, crazy powers. That's awesome. And now they're forced to interact with the world because somebody made them. So, what? I guess that's one of my uh, buttons. Kind of like when you know uh, Thor was out in Oklahoma, and his people hadn't been you know interacting with anybody forever. and then they had to force uh, force to deal with people. So I'm liking the ram uh, ramifications of all these uh, of the Terrigen Mist turning people into Inhumans, and they have uh, have right. to uh, have, have to decide what they're going to do with them. You know. And interact with the people. I like this uh, uh, this whole. Well, maybe it, the pterogen mist will affect you, and you'll become a, a become a superpower. Maybe you won't have enough of the gene to make you a superpower, and you'll die, or you're just a human, and it doesn't affect you at all. <laughs> right. And and I'm uh, interested in figuring out just what the hell uh, you know lineages. Uh, yeah, yeah, plan is, so yeah, and uh, a lot of the new characters that they're throwing in this, like Reader and and the guy from the uh, other story arc that uh, was kind of our touch point.
5: Oh, from the first, yeah, in the first issue.
3: Yeah, I don't remember his name. It was like
5: Phoenix or something like that. Yeah, maybe? I can't really remember that
3: but anyway uh I like uh there's these new guys that are kind of touch points for people who don't know what the uh you know in are that's cool cool so yeah uh, well they call
4: him inferno, but all uh, right.
3: he was dante inferno, yeah.
4: all right, my favorite part though is uh, they actually introduced him to Thor. And when he starts, he starts stammering, and he's like, oh, th- my name is Thor. And Thor's like, oh, that's crazy. My name is Thor. <laughs> I, I love that because Thor is not the smartest guy, and I love when they play that. <laughs> Anyways.
3: But, yes. Right? I or like s- the
2: Inhumanoids.
3: You shut up. Oh. The
2: Inhumanoids?
3: Yeah, I like the
5: Inhumanoids. Are you
2: Bobby the Brain Heenan?
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right.
6: Back at it. Mr. Mike? I'm going to go with a four. I don't have to, re- Curtis covered it all, I don't need to repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> she got
5: the glow. She got the glow. I think it's, a new, it's a good rating system. I like, I like that.
2: You guys know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm.
2: It's one of my favorite movies in the world.
5: <laughs> sure enough. Sure enough. The Shogun of Harlem. But <laughs> kind of came out of my mouth and mess. Show gun of Harlem.
2: Yeah, I don't, don't know how.
5: to right. Kiss my converse. Yeah. It's
2: I would like to peel this banana. <laughs> I
5: can go all
2: day. <laughs> no? Yeah. Let's
5: move on to uh, Sundowners.
2: Sun-uppers. Yeah. All right. Sundowners, written by Tim Seeley, drawn by Jim Terry. So we open up, and we see uh, a, a lady standing, uh, like on a gargoyle, like Batman-esque type. Um, we, we find out that she's the pigeon, and this is her last kind of hurrah this night because we really don't find out why. But um, she likes feel of, of the wind and, and things like that on her skin. And uh, she goes into this, I don't know, it seems like a bathhouse or something like that.
5: Yeah, it looks like, yeah, crazy, like, yeah, crazy bathhouse.
2: And she's devoid of clothes. That's a nice way of saying naked. Yeah. So she's got two other uh, individuals there with... Uh, cloaks on, and, and, and a vial full of holy or water, or holy water, or whatever. And she enters the bath, or the pool with these two, and uh, we see that she's got like these boils on her back. Yeah, it's pretty nasty
5: looking, actually.
2: And and she just wants to, she says she just wants to be part of something bigger. So we don't know where that's going right now. Flash forward to uh, a lady waiting in a bar for this dude named David Shreds. Shreds. I don't know how to say that to him. So, and he's talking with her. He's like, hey, boys, bring me some martinis for me and the lady. And uh, they begin talking, and uh, we find out that, hey, she's a doctor, and she wants to be known by that because he calls her Jan. And they're sitting there talking about um, kind of what he's been doing and, and what's going on, and he's been saying that he's been going to these uh, self-help places like um, Children of Alcoholics and Overeaters Anonymous and just sitting in and listening, and we find out that he's a doctor as well.
5: Yeah, it makes it sound like maybe uh, she might have been his doctor.
2: It's and it's his steps or sister-in-law, so that may play out later. Right. But uh, he's just been so used to talking that now he's starting to listen, and uh, he's been helping these people that he's been going to these self-helps afterward, and he's like, you can't throw away three hundred k of grad school, <laughs> so he's still talking and listening at the same time now. And uh he tells her that he's finally found a new disorder, and uh, it's something in the guy. He doesn't explain what it is, but we've we'll we'll probably find out the more we read. So go on well, she she kind of tries to warn him that, hey, do you know what you're doing? And stuff like that. And uh, he he says, "Hey, I'm late for my group." So uh, he gets up and he leaves her with a bill when initially he said, I'll take the bill.
5: Oh, yeah. That's how he opened it up. Was, Don't let us believe he for these drinks.
2: <laughs> so he's kind of a weirdo, we find out. Okay, we go to uh, the Chicago Mental Health Center. And uh, we see that some things have been canceled. And then we see that uh, from 10 p.m. to midnight for, in room 13F, the Sundowner Support Group. At this point, we have no idea who the Sundowners
5: are. I assume that... This new disease he's talking about is what's going to be Sundowners. It's going to come out, I believe. I think so. Yeah.
2: So we find out that Sundowner Support Group is hosted by David Shredgick, uh, PSYD CGP. I have no idea what that stuff means. Yeah. Psychologist and...
3: An alphabet soup to me. That yeah. doesn't mean anything.
2: So we see him drinking some coffee. We see another girl up with coffee. She's kind of in a Janet Van Dyne, uh, WASP kind of outfit. It's a good description it, of it, yeah. It looks good. It's good. And we see another lady with a cape, and the dude sitting on her, on, on her cape with a chair. Um, it's kind of a kind of a uncomfortable moment, it feels. Right. You know what I mean? Because these guys are supposed to be, hey, we're big burly people. We're heroes, is what it seems.
5: Yeah, it's definitely a mishmash of costumed folk.
2: And we do see prior to that, that this big dude that we learn is... Uh, Concerned citizen is opening the door for another lady who's smoking, who assumes going to a not smoking thing. Yeah. So <clears throat> then we see the group of them. We got the Janet Van Dyne lady, who we find out's name is Krolita. We got Concerned Citizen. We got another lady I don't remember her name, but we'll know it later. And yeah. then we got uh, Carl as patient zero, was it? Anyway, we'll get to that, folks. Sorry. So then uh, Dr. Shredrick starts going through the group, and he starts talking to Carlita first, kind of giving a backstory of how she became who she is or what she's seen. So she was out there go-go dancing at the, at the dame a bar, I guess. She's in a cage. Um, she gets invited to an after party by a girl named Megan. Um, she goes to the after party to find out it's not all it's cracked up to be. She right. puts a cigarette out on the couch and poops on a bonsai tree or pees on a bonsai tree. Yeah, it's pretty Pee.
5: descriptive. Pee. Something like that.
2: So she can't find Megan. Her and Megan kind of had a thing. Not a thing thing, but a thing.
5: Friend-wise. Well, friend, friends, friend wise. And she's looking for friend? a friend to live. So Not she's
2: looking so. for Megan. <laughs> she opens this door. She hears some chatter from it. She sees Megan in there kind of in her uh, underwear, and that's about it. And like four other guys around her. She thinks she's walking into some sexual deviant den or something like that. And, uh... She sees, like, shadows, but not shadows. Like, somebody's not there, but it's a negative of them. And then the shadow turns to her, and she sees the skull, and it gets so bright that she can't see anymore, so she leaves. Um, then she then she waits a week, and she doesn't hear from Megan, and then Megan collars her that day and just babbles away, and undecipherable, kind of. Yeah,
5: like doesn't make any sense at all when she talks to her. So
2: then she goes back to the dame, the dance place, and nobody remembers Megan. So then we got, like, a list of what the doctor's writing down. And this is Talia Alcala, age 19, marijuana use, anxiety, and paranoia, drug abuse, psychedelics, and hallucinogenics in early teens, persisting perception disorder. And prior Prior to the podcast, Mm -hmm. we kind of talked about what persisting perception disorder was. So those out there, send in your comments, let us know what you think it is. So then we go to Concerned Citizens. Mm-hmm. uh kind of backstory and uh concerned citizen likes to be known as citizen or anything like that yeah. and and he kind of runs the streets or tries to kind of keep his nose in things and he he helps he checks in with his people on his patrol and uh helps out an old lady helps out uh i think it's the same old lady in the alley and uh he gets kind of informants i guess you could call them to tell him what's going on in the street. So he sees this one thug and this SUV pull away from him. Not that he's a real thug. I don't know that. And uh, he assumes that they're making a drop.
5: Yeah, he assumes it's some type of drug deal or something. He looks shady. So
2: So he approaches them, and uh, he refers to these people as the reptiloids, and they're trying to s- dismantle the streets by uh, paranoia and causing race wars and racism, and he doesn't want that on his block. And drugs. Well, that's how he's doing it. Yeah. So he attacks this guy when he pulls that knife, punches him in the face, and he wants to an- he wants answers. But this guy ain't answering him. So what does he do? He goes up to the rooftop and holds him off over the ledge, right. waiting for answers. This guy doesn't answer his questions, and he throws up uh, the DDP symbol, which would be the Illuminati, I guess.
5: Yeah. Well, uh, apparently he starts speaking German. At least that's what says <laughs> yeah. he's speaking. And then yeah, I said something about putting up a sign. He's seen. George Bush and Cheney and Beyonce and Beyonce use and yeah very much looks like an Illuminati type hands together yeah
2: so when this happens he loses strength in his hand and he drops the fellow and the fellow falls to the ground he goes down to search for him nothing there but blood so he thinks the Illuminati already got him so and then he refers to he he could he could have held that guy up and somebody twice his size but he lost all strength from a numb ray, maybe. We don't know that. So he says the Illuminati are here now. And this is uh, the doc's little notes. Name unknown, age unknown, notes, dementia, pugilistica, and paranoia. So that's what the concerned citizen has. So then we go on to, I just don't remember this lady's name. Uh, oh, Arcanica. That's right. Mm-hmm. Bam. So Arcanica, he's looking for his wallet. He doesn't have his wallet. Arcanica gives it back to him. She's got this thing called Kleptomania. For <laughs> those who don't know, look it up. Let us know <laughs> what it means. All right. <laughs> so Kleptomania here goes to a shopping mall. She's in there. She's fully dressed. She doesn't have... She's got a... Uh, uh, what are they called? Superho- superhero suit. Superhero costume. Like right. a swimsuit with a cape, right? Right. So, so she's going in... Lit. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey. So she's going into the store, right? And she's shopping. But she's not really shopping. She's stealing. Okay, and she's looking for a, a, a shirt or a dress to meet with, I don't remember who, but you'll figure that out when you read it. Mm-hmm. So so, she's, so she, she's
5: going to a party and right. she needs a dress to go to a party. Whatever.
2: So she's stealing stuff, and she hears this sound outside, and she goes outside to see that this truck had T-boned another car, and this car is laying on its side with the truck on the bottom and another car on the side, so it's sandwiched in between them. So she tries and tries to get the teen, the teen out, I guess, is what they discover it was. She was unable to call in the power of Samson. Samson. So we can see that she's kind of got this Shazam-type feel to her. Possibly. But yeah. as we move on, we see that the paramedics had to extricate this lady with the jaws of life. Um, she didn't make it. They said if they could have got to her sooner. She's feeling kind of down about that. Um, she says she wasn't strong enough. Evidently, she's kind of got this biblical thing with her where sins fuel her power is what I'm getting from it. Rob? Yeah. No, that's
4: exactly what I got, too. Okay. And so she's worried that if she wants to achieve great things, she might have to do something terrible.
2: Right. So then she says, uh, then she looks in the mirror, and she's got this, like, tattoo on her lower back, tramp stamp of, like, evil Kermit, the devil Kermit. And uh, that's kind of how she relays it that... uh, that stealing wasn't good enough to call in this power, and she may have to do more to get this power. Um, really, really bad stuff. To do really good, she's got to do really bad. Doc's Notes, Adrian Bish, age 32. Notes, kleptomania, possibly linked to obsessive-compulsive disorder, uh, scrupulosity. I don't know what that means, re- or followers. If you can tell me what that means, I'll give you a book. All right? So then, here's where we go. That
5: what he really mean.
2: Yeah, because I, I don't want to look it up. <laughs> so then that leaves us with one person. And this guy is a little older. He's kind of mumbly. Mm. And that's kind of what we get from him. So he's talking, hey, it's Carl. Let's all talk to Carl. And they're all looking jazz to talk to Carl. Carl. Carl's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, Carl relays his story.
5: Seems like Carl doesn't usually talk of these things. Mm-hmm. Not much. Very much go around the group AA style, and apparently Carl usually doesn't talk.
2: Okay, yeah. so we see this, uh, like he's running. There's this uh, deli kind of, and uh, he's not sure if it's real or, or faded images or a bad trip or a nightmare. But he sees this guy running, and we find out that it's going to be him running. So that's not going to spoil anything for you because we're going to spoil it anyway. Mm-hmm. So he's running in front of this deli. And he's being chased by this cop. And he's like, well, this cop's got a poked out eye. I'm running. I must have been the one that did this. The cop's bleeding from his eye hole. So, is right? Yeah, his eye hole,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. So, yeah. Right?
1: yeah no, he kind of
4: yeah, yeah. mentions how, uh, yeah, the patient wolf usually doesn't just poke out people's eyes. But, you know, whatever. Yeah,
1: the patient wolf was this
2: guy's name, by the way. Not just Carl. Slash. Okay, so he runs into this, what we assume is a, uh, a church of some type, yeah. some type of church, and then uh, he, he makes uh, comment to all the police in, in uh, I think it was Chicago, are kind of Catholic, and uh, his power kind of fuels off their superstitions. So he's in there, he's waiting for the elderkin um, to take its whatever it does. And I assume the elderkin is the magic that kind of helps Patient Wolf. Or what he perceives as magic.
5: Well, when he's talking about it, I think, that, I think the elderkin is actually what he thinks the other guy is. Okay. He thinks that, that, that apparently there's an entity of some type. In On the that's, that's right. Point. Good. Yeah. Good point, good point. And so we, when he goes into the church, it, the way it's described it makes it sound like the police officer's own beliefs extricated the whatever was in them, the, the elderkin.
2: Which is coming out of his eye at this point? His eye is really swelling. And then, uh, are you done? Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you you off. Okay. So then we see this cop's head just explode. Some type of, I don't know, spiritual thing comes out of his head. Different colors. I don't know what it is. Listeners, Mm -hmm. tell me what it is.
4: Well, as (laughs) as he sees it coming out, he's like, "There was colors in there that didn't have any names.
2: Orange and so I started making names. Yulurpal and Emmerus and and then we go back to Carl and he just. Yeah. mumbling
4: I, I and, assume uh, that he said the, most of those yeah. and like, then he started mumbling off at the end but like everybody's kind of like oh my gosh
2: but, <laughs> but the doctor kind of like okay that's taking its damage on him recalling all this and uh, he thanks him for sharing sure. and then we get the doctor's notes Carl Wolf age 65 notes post stroke depression psychological biological and loneliness you just
6: released from the state hospital
2: yes sir <laughs> thank you Mike so they're out front of this, and uh, Citizen's looking for a ride home, I believe it is. And she's like, and Arcana's like, I passed by your neighborhood, you can come with me. And uh, we got Carlita lighting up a SIG with the help of Carl, who just walks off mumbly, tumbly. And uh, Citizen walks away, good night. And then uh, the... Uh so Arcana's got this car, and she's going to help Citizen out. She's got this whole slew of weapons, stuff like that. So she's got like a two-for-one nightstick that she offers them.
5: Yeah, the whole back of the car, the scene we see, it looks like just tons of shopping bags full of random things. Yeah,
2: and prior to that, she says, my car's a little messy. Right. So then they hear this, and we assume this is Carl. So they run off to help Carl. and uh, (sighs) So we see what we assume, Mike and I did, I don't know, you and I, somebody and I, assume that this is the same guy that uh, Citizen was holding over the in in the back of a van, with his arm around Carl.
5: It's pretty. Good. Yeah, we're pretty sure it's him now. And he's okay.
4: like pulling him in there. And the weird thing for that is, you know, his his uh, the guy that he's working with is just making random sounds.
2: Yeah, almost like animal sounds. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, because he starts off with.
4: <laughs>
2: so Carl's fighting this dude in the van. Torlito jumps up on this guy uh, that's watching him. And uh, it looks like, uh, I don't know, she's going to break his neck or, or try to fight him. Um, evidently, the dude in the van is able to subdue Carl, it looks like. And uh, we see some, I don't know, shadowy blackness. Yeah. What's it called in Thor? Oh. No. Just give him an idea of what that stuff's That's called. A
5: movie?
2: Yeah, with the black stuff that goes through the Nine Worlds. Second one. Anyway. That kind
5: of That's what it looks like. Primeval. Primeval.
2: That's what it kind of looks like, but then we see skulls forming in them, and they're coming up behind Crolita. and uh, uh, Arcanica and Citizen are coming in to help. Um, Arcanica goes after the other guy that Krolita was about to snap her neck, and uh, she says, I should still have a little sin left in me for justice. So she she goes to punch him, misses, punches the window. Um the dude in the back of the van with Carl's like, Oh crap, it's a mannequin looking asshole I was telling y'all about. <laughs> right. So that was referring to Citizen. So we got citizen trying to fight off this primeval looking stuff, and uh unable to do so. Arcanica gets knocked up by uh
4: The guy making the animal man Animal Man.
0: Yeah.
2: So we we see that a lot of them are subdued. We go to this black part. We see that they wake up, kind of where they were with the van taken off. Um, Citizen's mask had been knocking out, and uh, he's like, "You know what, Arcana? It's me. It's it's bloodless Joe Judd. Like she wouldn't recognize him without the mask." Right. So, yeah. and then we see that Croletta's lying on the ground, and she got a crow head, a crow head.
5: Like a giant, giant crow head. Mm-hmm.
2: Wild, wild.
5: It is crazy. So whatever the shadows did to her, might have been least something. Now. You never know. But yeah, once she sees the skull, too, she starts freaking out again. So the entire time she's freaking out. But yeah, the the whole uh, setup for it. Yeah, that, that in pace is just crazy. Easy. It's it's different. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? It's almost like the dude, the doctor, David. Doctor D is <laughs> is trying to explain why these people think they're doing what they're doing. They may not even have these powers. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It so he's like trying he's to or the
3: part of the idea they are just a bunch of costume fools, crazy people who don't know yeah. anything.
2: And that's what they're doing. They call it what and was it called? Uh, uh, that's After that's hours wear. Yeah. Because they only do it after hours is what it seems to me. So that's where we get the sundowners. When the sun goes down, the freaks come out. So that's kind of where we're going with that. Yep. They call it sundowner syndrome, I think they, they yeah, say. Yeah, that's what
5: they call it on the board. Yeah. So. So, yeah, like like we were saying earlier, I'm pretty sure the new disease you're talking about is sundowner
2: syndrome.
5: hmm I'm sure by the time it's over, we'll have a description for that, whether it's real or not. Right. But, yeah, uh, Curtis, go back. Ooh,
2: you want to go with me first? Yep. Y- y'all know I like the, the Tim Seeley, and he's doing some fantastic work. This is a good setup issue. We get a lot of backstory. story. Um, we're going to fill in the holes as we go. I understand that. I'm going to give it probably the art's good, too. It kind of gives me that, you remember Black Market? kind of gives me that Black Market yeah, feel. Yeah,
5: I can
2: see that. So I'm going to give her a uh, 3.5. Okay. I really dig it. I want to see where the next one goes. The characters are kind of interesting, and uh, it's kind of superhero psychosis stuff, and it's going to be a good story.
5: Cool. Um, yeah, you know, I give it a three and a half. Also, I mean, it's it's wild, like really wild. But the whole, uh, I don't know. I guess the whole AA meeting type thing going on. Maybe they're crazy. Maybe they have powers. Maybe this is really <laughs> happening. Maybe it's not. Like all that is very like intriguing. So, uh, I don't know. The end thing with the crow head, I, I don't know who would have guessed that that would be the end of what's going on. Jerry Maguire? And, no, he wouldn't have. Oh, okay. No. He might have got Cuba getting a job, but that would be about it. The Watcher? <laughs> so, that's
3: why they had to kill
5: hey, him. Hey, well, when you start looking at other company stuff. Mm. Rob, scorebook. Uh, I'd probably go probably go
4: three. It was it was a fun read. It was really interesting. I, I like Citizen, so...
2: Yeah, it it seems like he changes when his mask is off, or he loses his identity.
5: Yeah, Yeah. very much so. So much so that, forget the fact that everything else he's wearing is the same, but because the hockey mask and things are gone, he's like, you might not know who I am. I'm a bloodless judge, oh. Yeah, weird. 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 Uh, Mike?
6: Seems to me this book's kind of like a mixture between One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and "Misfits." I'll give it a three. Yeah, I can
5: see that. Twelve
6: monkeys. give it a three.
5: (laughs) Great.
3: I'd give it a solid three for a first issue. It's uh, laying the groundwork. It's good and got some good hook. Kind of gives me a vibe like Watchmen or uh, okay. uh, B for Vendetta. You
5: mean like a more broken version of the Watchmen.
3: That's what it seems yeah, like I right now. I, I
5: can see that.
3: Yeah. I need to see more issues to see where uh, where it's going to go, but that's what it uh, leads me to think right
5: now. Hmm. All right. Good stuff. That one is coming off from Dark Horse, right. for those listening.
6: Is that an ongoing or a mini? Uh, at this point,
5: I believe it's a mini-series. I want to say it's four parts or five parts. I can't hmm. totally remember that, but I'm pretty sure it's just a mini-series.
2: Well, we got a lot to... Because the girl with the boils on her back,
5: Well, yeah, we have one, no idea where she went. That whole thing, or what that was even about. Yeah. Because it almost looks like the, the hooded cloaked figures, maybe the skull shadows... And maybe they were inducting her to be one of them, but she doesn't seem to have like the way he set her up wasn't like crazy lady, where everybody else is like right. freaking nuts. I think it's weird
2: because that hooked me more than the rest of the book. Did is that know? that three pages? Where did that lady go? Or that two pages? Where did that lady go? You know? Yeah.
0: Right.
4: So that's
2: got me hooked too. But then the rest of the book, it's got me hooked as well, but not as much as the first yeah. two.
4: And who knows? Maybe concerned citizens are right. Maybe everybody is Reploids and.
5: There's all sorts of conspiracies well, yeah, he sees within conspiracies. He he's seeing them as lizard people, which is crazy. So it's almost like they each have a different piece of whatever. So maybe he sees lizard people and she sees the cloaked, hooded, shadow people. I don't know.
2: And he's just trying to, and the doctor's just trying to diagnose, hey, mm-hmm. these guys have real-life problems that are making them extraordinary, evidently. So, yeah, I I actually kind of think that a certain citizen is just a crazy problem. Right. That he's just
4: conspiracy theorying it up, but he might just because, you know, you think everybody's out to get you doesn't mean they aren't. Ain't
2: that the truth.
4: <laughs> so <laughs> I think he might truth? have stumbled on something else in his paranoia that lizard people were taking over.
2: Well now we got a shared story. So maybe Doctor D can be like, hey, let's go through this and see what actually happened. Oh well, we'll see. Now if we get Carl back.
5: <laughs> Carl? Well at this point he was he was um the old man. Yeah. yeah, the old man was abducted, so, so they took him. He's yeah. gone. But yeah, uh, it, it it definitely has an interesting, interesting thing going on there. Um, let's now move on to
2: Wayward? Wayward. Wayward by Jim Zub, Steve hmm. Cummings.
5: Right. This sure.
2: is kind of a story where Steve actually lives in Japan. He's a transplant over Hello, there. He? Yeah. Oh,
5: I know so that. he's
2: kind of drawing his backyard right now. So it's kind of a story, kind of like him. And this story was actually based off that the front cover. It was a drawing that Steve did, and Jim kind of had this idea, and they kind of, this cover, rub.
5: <laughs> oh, right along it. All yeah. Hmm. the Yeah. regular
2: cover. So they kind of had that, hey, let's. I got this idea. Let's. I'm going to bounce it off of him. Let's come together, and they finally got it done. Hmm. So it's kind of a co-ownership of the book. That's cool. So we, we open up the book with uh, a young redhead lady, that is on a plane, and we find out that she's going to uh, Japan to live with her mother because her relationship with her father isn't doing so well, and uh, she's a mix between uh, Japanese and Irish. So her dad's like, "You're gonna have a life full of potatoes and rice." So that kind of, awesome. yeah, that kind of gives uh, us that that exposition of her father and and how he does things in that one little sentence. Um, but their relationship is strained, and she's decided that. And Dad's decided that she's going to go to Japan and live with Mom, um, so she lands and uh, she rides a bus. You see this? It's very well drawn, very oh, well, very detailed. Yeah. It's got that uh, Asian kind of influence on it, but it's very good.
5: Yeah, but it's not like not like straight up Oh anime. no, it's no,
2: lightly cartoony, but yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's still it's it's beautiful, really.
5: Yeah, it's really it's really good. Even like, the color palette is real. I mean, it's kind of light, but it's yeah, it's good, man.
2: So she goes through the train, she goes through the bus, and uh, she gets on, like, I, I want to say like a Times Square area, because it's very elaborate and, and buildings everywhere, and uh, she about asks somebody, hey, do you know the way to this, because she knows how to speak Japanese, so, hey, do you know the way to, uh, and then she sees this kind of red uh, leading stripe where she should go.
5: Yeah, the whole world kind of, seems the turn black and white around her to highlight yeah. this, like... Almost like a drawn-out path for her. Yeah. and Like Google Maps or right. something.
2: Right. Or the start line for that car commercial, Yeah.
5: Carfax. Oh, same Yeah, same thing.
2: So anyway, she sees this. This is the first time we see it as well. We don't know if this has happened prior with her or not. Um, it's hard to say because she kind of just is like weird. Oh, well. Yeah. Let's follow this. So then uh, she follows it. She meets up with her mother at her mother's flat. And you find out that her mother's flat is just that, a flat. It's got a bedroom, kitchen, everything in there. And uh, her mom wants uh, her. Like a studio. Yeah, a studio, studio flat. Her mom wants her to, and they go. They talk through it, and uh, her mom wants her to speak Japanese while she's there because school starts in a couple of days, and she wants her to be comfortable at school. And uh, they talk a bit, and mom brings up uh, dad, and we can tell that Rory's relationship, who's the main character, Rory Lane, mm-hmm. It's kind of strained, and she doesn't want to talk about it.
5: Yeah, whatever, so then, whatever happened is a bad enough problem that even though mom, who ultimately decided to leave, I guess. Yeah. Uh, she wasn't willing to talk to her about it, so. So Rory, mom's cute and young and friendly.
2: So Rory kind of is like, you know what? I'm going to go lay down. I don't know if it's jet lag or whatnot, and uh, she finds out. Hey, I can't sleep, so I'm going to go explore. So she goes explores, and we see her walking by. Delis and shit. Like there, there is like uh, one thing that I found interesting here. There's something
4: with her arm. I don't know if it's like a scar or a tattoo or something. And when her when her mom's talking to her dad about it, like we almost see it, and then she covers it up, and then she wants to hide it.
2: Hmm. So we see her. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> we see her walking through. I don't know. I'd say kind of like a main street where you got different avenues and delicatessens and so we see her walk back into this alley and she's followed by a ton of cats we don't know what the cats are for she's kind of freaked out by it so she she comments on that and then she runs into these three hood rats in the alley and they're like hey you want to go get some tea maybe you get to know me better um, she's like no don't do that and then they kind of start encroaching on her and she says my dad's Irish he taught me how to fight So just as that starts to happen, we see this other young girl jump out, uh, kind of black hair. She lands on the
5: shoulders of this one guy, and she rips his cheek off. Crazy. Yeah. 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 And And then... Awesome, like, scarf-looking thing going on, like, carried ribbons. It's crazy. It's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. And uh, we see that, hey, these dudes ain't just dudes. They start ripping their own flesh off. And they turn into what she calls turtles, I believe. uh mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she goes on the fight with these turtles. And uh, she's like, I liked it better. I like hitting you better when you don't look like people.
5: <laughs>
2: so she goes on the fight with these turtles. And uh, it's a good fight sequence for a while.
5: Yeah, it plays out pretty good.
2: And uh, uh, they, one of them says that the Gojuku belongs to them, which is, I'm guessing, this territory. Yeah. So... They're fighting, and she asks, Rory, hey, are you going to step in? And at the very kind of like last end of the fight, Rory smacks one with her bag she's been carrying. And uh, this this girl's like, okay, good. So then they kind of go on the fight, and they're looking for a way out. And then Rory's power, I'm going to call it, kicks in again, and it shows her a way out. And it's like jumping onto a water spout, jumping up to the roof, and breaking into a wall.
3: Yeah, some real Jackie Chan stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it looks pretty cool. And we yeah. have no
2: idea that Rory can fight or do any of this stuff, and we find out just as she does. But it doesn't seem like a big deal to her.
5: Yeah, she's very complacent to
2: Yeah, so her and this girl just walk... Things just happen this well, way in Japan. She
4: kind of was like, oh, I'm just in a dream.
5: I'm asleep yeah. right now. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's right. I right. forgot about that. So oh. she,
2: she jumps up, does all this, and the girl follows her, and they get free of these turtle people. And... uh The young girl is is explaining, Rory's asking the young girl, hey, what's going on? And she's kind of, like, not answering. She's like, buy me some strawberry milk. And I don't know if it's true, but they have a vending machine that vends strawberry milk.
3: You can get anything out of a vending machine in Japan. Exactly. Anything. So they're
2: talking, and we find out that this young girl's name is Ayani. And the things that they were fighting are called, she refers to as Kappas. Mm -hmm. And there's a big problem now because the Kappas are more prevalent. And she thinks something bad is going to go down.
3: They've evolved
2: from what they used to be in the folklore. Yeah. Is what these guys. So she's talking and asking, so what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And she's walking away. She turns back around and Ayane's gone. And that's kind of where we leave the book. We don't know what's going to happen. She doesn't know what's going to happen.
5: Yeah, it's definitely a cool catch. I mean, when we saw Ayane show up, we also saw she had pointed fangs almost.
3: Yeah. Like feral. She's some sort of. Maybe she's yeah okay. Maybe she's uh, some sort of cat creature exactly. or a, or a vampire creature. Maybe she was one of
2: these cats that was following her to keep her safe uh, or knowing. I'm hoping it's a cat creature. This is going to be a bad place. So
5: yeah, it's definitely crazy. And it, it did sound like there was like
4: turf war stuff going on because mm-hmm. I it sounds like she's upset the capygas are in
5: their territory.
0: So.
5: But yeah, score wise, I I give it a four. Like it was it was a fun book. The art's great, the is fairly interesting, like, the way the characters all look are pretty cool. And if, if it does turn out to be that she's a cat person, I mean, all those cats were following her at the time, right before she showed up. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty interesting if that was the case. But yeah, it's it, where it drops drops in at is pretty cool. It's a fun story, at least the beginning of it has been, so as we'll see where it winds up going. But yeah, I give the first one a four. Uh, rough. Yeah, I concur. I, I think it was a really,
4: really good one. i I give it a four as well. I like the artwork for it. I like the story for it. Um, it sounds like they want to use a lot of the different Japanese myth, so it would
5: be fun
3: to see how they're going to use that.
5: Hmm. Greg?
3: I'll give uh, another number one a uh, a uh, solid 3.5 for cute girls. and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's a solid enough start.
5: Yeah, sure. Good art. Yeah, the art's definitely fantastic. The color palette's great.
3: Yeah, it? yeah, it's a a subtle kind of uh, art, right? Or uh, a palette, I mean.
5: Mister Curtis.
2: Oh, speaking to the color, I think it's the same guy that's doing Invincible. Oh, really? Yeah.
5: Okay, that would make sense.
2: Kind of same a color palette, fill, yeah. But uh, no, I love Jim Zob. He can't do any wrong right now. Um, he's gonna have a new book coming out for Dungeons and Dragons. It's oh, going to have Boone Mix good. in it. So. Oh, right. oh, right. The
3: uh, Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Realm yeah. So yeah. he's
2: going to be doing that. Um, God, his track record speaks for itself. This is a good, good story. It's a quick read, but it's worth it. Um, the art is just amazing in it to me. I just can't get enough of it. And I'm not usually that kind of artist, art person, but... Right, yeah. But I really dig it, and I think this story's got a lot of potential... Um, I'll give it a f- solid four. Cool. Is it Mike?
6: I'll give it a three. Art's pretty cool. Story's pretty interesting so far.
2: Just a three, Mike?
6: Just a three. Okay. <laughs> All right.
5: Well, so, let uh, see, we got an interview to play. I think this is the last Denver Comic-Con interview with uh, Mr. Ryan Otley. Otley! At least from 2014. Oh um, good stuff. Yeah. yeah he's cool. he's, he's cool a world guy. famous Ryan Ottley. World famous yep. Ryan Ottley, that's right. An invincible fame. Well, among others. Well, around the world, yeah.
2: You know how much respect I have for that guy? Doing that book for that long? It's pretty impressive. That's insurmountable and unheard of in this new industry. That's true. Except if
5: you're Eric Larson. Well, Eric Larson, at this point, he's running for some type of award. Cause the Savage Dragon's still going and it moves with time so Savage Dragon's gotten old had a kid the kid's grown up now the kid's the main character it's crazy Hmm. anyway um, so uh, yeah let's go ahead and run uh, the world famous Ryan Otley
0: well
1: well, we're talking five comics and this is the top
4: five comics podcast. Uh, this is uh, CBS, Steve. Hi, Robert,
1: yeah,
4: Mike, Curtis, and Ross?
1: I'm Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well very cool. I don't know
4: how much time we have, so let's go ahead and start up with it. Um when did you decide that this was really what you wanted to do for a living? Like
1: comics, <laughs> uh, I I always wanted to be an artist. But it wasn't until I saw, you know, I, was, I didn't always want to be a comic artist So I wasn't into comics when I was a kid. You know, I, I got into comics when I was, like, 15. Okay. Yeah, my cousin got I me. Mean. But before that, I was drawing, like, monsters and just uh, ugly, ugly people and that kind of stuff. So. Okay. And I always wanted to be some kind of artist, but I didn't know what kind of artist when 15, I was so 15 I saw comics and Tom were talking to Carl and the major Spider-Man. Oh, this is, this is me. and all stuff. Cool. Yeah, so I just...
4: That well, was a dream ever since then to be a couple No, that's awesome. So, like, we, we already know didn't mm-hmm. read comics like when you were a young kid, but, like,
1: yeah. Yeah. did
4: you continue to pick up, like, the Spider-Man stuff with McFarlane or did you follow oh, yeah. him? or Okay. Oh, yeah, he was,
1: he was a huge influence and uh Eric Larson of course and then, you know, Image uh, happened, and it's just, like, the coolest thing ever in-, in the life. Image was yeah. the craziest thing ever. So People bad. don't have any
4: idea how, how big it was when we when yeah. were going on. Did you always, yeah. like, was that the mindset? Like, I'm going to be Image?
1: Uh, no. was... No, it was always just like I wanted to work for anybody. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to work Marvel, DC, or Image. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was just... It, and then, then I got into in, 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 Invincible. And around that time it was kind of like all artists were starting at Invincible and then going to the Big two. It was just a weird thing. Just starting an wanted,
4: Image and then going to the Big two. Yeah, team? yeah.
3: Okay.
1: But it was kind of weird because I was working at Image and there was so much... Freedom and just, it was, you know, working with uh, Robert was just great because, you know, he's super talented, great writer, you know, there, and, you know, and, and all that stuff was like, i easy point to leave. I got an awesome book.
4: Yeah. You know, so that's why I've been Well, know. and it, it's gotten so much, like, you can just, the, the cool thing about it is that you've been there so long, you can actually see how your whole style has progressed. And, oh, like, yeah, seeing yeah. the original stuff. Just a little while ago, you loaned me those first trades, and seeing like what you're doing now, <laughs> oh, it's so much
1: it's changed quite a bit, yeah. yeah but it's fantastic. It's I love just it. Progression. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. There's there's there, there some artists that want to stay like when they're on one project it's just that style of the same. Yeah. The whole time. I want to be on this book. I got to be happy and enjoy drawing, and so I got to experiment and try new things. And so yeah, there's it's, there's a big big huge progression yeah. in like ten years. Today, I'm sure.
6: There was definitely some new things for you to draw in the last couple of years. Yeah, 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 (laughs) awesome.
1: Very (laughs) different things. That's also what's really fun about the book. There's just so much variety to go on. Especially now, there's some really fun stuff to draw. Yeah, it's definitely (laughs) (laughs) pretty You you started out with web comics, correct? Uh, Yeah, I did uh, Ted Littleman Bicycle Delivery Boy. webcomic did with Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Kepler. And then um to a digital webbing? Yeah, yeah, I was doing I was doing digital webbingcom dot yeah. just posting it all lot in, in the artist showcases uh, and that's where Kirkman found in with pencil Penciljack. And so how long how long were you doing all that before you were found like first For a time frame? About two years. About two years? Yeah. Okay. Two okay. years. I was fired. I had a job, I was working at six years in a warehouse. Right. And then I was fired and then I was like, Well, I think I want to go for my dream job, you know, oh, yeah. in the comics and so I I would just work from home and, and live off of unemployment checks and, uh, right. so uh so I got a job. So, so it picked up? Uh, how was it following Torian Invincible? It was fun. It was fun, yeah. It? Well it was just a fill in issue at 1st But you saw how fast I was and like this is Did you try to emulate um, his style at all? It's pretty yeah, with? yeah. I mean I, I was always the kind of guy that did a lot of detail and cross statching and stuff. Right. And uh, th- occasionally I would mess around with with less detailed stuff. And uh, Kirkman actually found one of my pieces that wasn't very heavily detailed. He's like, you yeah. mm, more like this? Right. So I was like, sure, all right. So I started doing it like that. And, and, you know, I didn't want to shock people into um, the new artist. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to keep it a little bit more similar. You know, I wanted to keep the characters, because that's one thing that bothers me is when you read a poem that changes artists the characters look like there was an actor change oh yeah yeah yeah. it's kind of like a shock I don't know if it's not Spartacus or anything yeah Yeah. it's it's sad that the guy died but it's like maybe end the show because I can't I I just can't do it no that's the truth (laughs) that's (laughs) That's the truth this is not Spartacus anymore so how long after you did you fill-in issue to where you felt okay I can do my style now I can change to what I want to do or did you feel that way at all um yeah, yeah. I just kind of eased into it. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of felt like it was always my style. It's just like, kind of made it so it wasn't a shock. I just kind of right. emulated, toned it down a little bit. Bit, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So how much input do you think that your style has kind of uh, uh, til- tilted where the book goes, meaning blood and gore and, and stuff like that? And, because you're awesome at drawing, huh? Yeah. How much input do you have on the comic book now as to when you it? Does that is that would help better? Yeah, I mean,
0: there's
1: input as in, like, you know, I'll, I'll get ideas here and there, and then we'll, we'll just talk on the phone, we'll see what's going okay. on, an issue, and that kind of thing. But, but yeah, you know, I'll have ideas every once in a while, and sometimes they'll be like, oh, it sucks, or, oh, right. Ooh, I like that. I mean, cool. Good. Cool. There's input here in the book. So how does that, how does the, how does the process work? You, between you getting the script and the finished play? pretty much, pretty much how you think. I mean, he just emails me the script and okay. you know, I, I draw. Uh, how much? How much do you have to talk to him to get the? In case you, he'll call me just to. to uh, I don't know if he's, he's just excited about his idea or something, right. I and mean, he'll, he'll just want to talk about it, or yeah. he'll just want to inform me what's, what's coming up soon. Okay. And, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it on the phone for each issue. Whose idea was it for you to go to Haunts? Start uh, Robert asked me if I wanted to do it you know work with Robert Bonham. Oh yeah and, uh, and, and I was like I really want to do that that would be really fun but it would be so hard because I still have to do Invincible every month and I was like well I'll just go for it so So how did that process work? It worked for about two issues and I was like I'm just killing you doing actual you know an issue every two weeks mm-hmm. and he said like, at least give me a one trade paperback right. so it was five issues so, mm-hmm. alright so I tried to how, how much contact did you have with the Carlin during that? It was quite a bit. Yeah. That guy, yeah, he, he would call me up and just uh, he'd, he'd say, Hey, can I talk to the world famous Ryan Otley? <laughs> <laughs> he would say, Oh, this is him. <laughs> <laughs> he say, so. nice. <laughs> um, and uh, He was just cool. He, he, uh, he had this program where I could see him draw on his computer. Oh, wow. So he would say, Alright, is this cool that I'm inking you this way? he would just ask me if this is cool. I'm just like dude I used to worship you as a kid right. you know, do whatever you want that's, that's awesome you know? that's awesome okay. so did he do breakdowns and you do finishes or Greg Capullo did the breakdown did Greg Capullo yeah and then break. I would do the finished pencils and then side of the uh, side, side of this thing well he didn't ink it traditionally it was like a digital thing where he darkened the pencils right he didn't go over any lines he just so, so the the you see the pencils yeah and in, in the inks but he just add like other details here and there just go Little embellishment yeah, mm-hmm. it. Does, and mm-hmm. yeah. That's
5: cool. It was fun.
1: Yeah, it was. It was awesome. It was very, very good. So, yeah. we cool. I miss it. Yeah, it
5: was. When you were doing it, man, it was
1: wild. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, yeah it's fun. I think it'll come back someday. I hope so. I do. Yeah. I hope it's done. Yeah. I hope you're involved somehow. Yeah. I do. do say that. <laughs> <laughs> what about like? Uh, do you have any other creator-owned stuff on the on the burner? Like uh, just. I have ideas here and there. Um, it's, it's very slow going because, yeah, and this more than a full time job. Oh, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you, did you hear about that sea bear and grizzly shark that oh, we did years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. We're, we're doing more of that. Stuff okay. Okay. Because it was Do you and Jason still fun. Uh, yeah. A while, so. no, it a lot. it'll it. happen sometime. It's just you know, like I said, slow right. going.
4: I mean, no. So happy with Invincible, but if, if you had the opportunity and you could do any other superhero character out there, is there a particular character you'd want to do? Superhero? Yeah. Probably
1: well, it's just like any comic,
4: actually. Any comic? Know. I'd probably yeah. have to do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a dream, to do my own superhero
1: yeah. thing. Yeah. It would be like a fantasy thing or a sci-fi thing or just something crazy. And yeah.
5: Oh,
2: I'd make
1: some sci-fi
2: You'd have a fan base for Weird science
5: fiction, that's a bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bad? You no, know, it's a bag. Oh, it's yeah. a bag. Weird yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. science fiction
5: is a bag,
1: man.
4: Yeah. And, and, bubble, and bubble helmets, everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dinosaur
1: head gowns. <laughs> <laughs> go. I'm weird. <laughs> 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 like I mean, mm-hmm. Hey, so you were standing on desert island. What five items were you taking
5: you I think five, five bottles of water, right? There you go. That is a really short and quick answer to say, right? You really catch more water and everything else you can do yourself. I think, yeah. I think everyone else, well, you can't drink salt water. Well, no, sure. you got to catch your
1: own water. Oh, boiling. How big, is How big is this island? Does it have a mountain? Does it have streams? <laughs> <laughs> is it fresh water at all? Okay, so Is streams. it coconuts in the poultry? <laughs> <laughs> need about anything? the size of a gas station. <laughs> 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 but it's got the same stuff <laughs> to to the just stands, you know. It need all the details here, so... Okay, okay. I asked more details. So, uh... Have you seen the Arrow TV show? I have not, no. Okay. I wouldn't uh, bring that. That would be super simple um so ultimately it's a quite a big island so yeah. don't bring the Aero TV show <laughs> no you know what I'm saying to watch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good question I, I didn't think about that part of the question at all oh my oh yeah, yeah.
5: You, know. <laughs> hey, you know I say palm trees and Swiss Family Robinson style man you get a little bit of jungle but you know you can't get off the jungle just by going around in circles you know what I mean like outside or whatever you're on an island but the rest of it's with, like Swiss Family Robinson yes, okay it's a Giant object five
1: object yeah man I'll give you people too. So that, there'll Do be animals there. People? I like answer. Yeah, five people, I guess. Five people? Yeah. So so yeah. Bring your own little, little team of people to work on it? Yeah, some friends. friends. I wouldn't bring here. I just make my own when we got to oh, that no, point. No, no. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, well, One civilization is involved
4: yeah. Yeah. Well, some some in that area. Some people yeah. your civilization. Yeah. Could that be
1: new currency? Count pages? Yeah, yeah that could be yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it kind the of is I guess. It is That's The best case I would make myself their god. <laughs> <Good old
5: man>. <laughs> <laughs> I like his answers. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. okay, so one more. Alright, ready? Ready, hit me. Okay, so if you lived in Fantasyland, would you ride a chocolate horse? Right as in like... So ride. Like ride. That'd be awesome.
1: I'd rather see him Probably long. not. Yeah, Chuck it over my pants, This gross, dude. See, he gets you. <laughs> Chuck it over the pants. It looks People like I'm like gonna shit, like shit myself. <laughs> <Yeah. is> it? <laughs> you got any books you think we should be looking out for? Uh, man. Besides Invincible, uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead? No, it's Saga. I love, um, I got this giant read pile. Yeah, me too. I so don't read. Yeah. And so, yeah. You're too busy making them to I read. need them. to read I more. Understand songs. I understand I <laughs> understand that. No, <laughs> you. Dude, you're good. I totally... Invincible's on the top of the refile. That's where it goes. That's where well, it stays. Oh, thanks. Thank you. And, uh, we, can, we can definitely see that you're liking the book. Yeah, oh, for sure. I, that yeah. helps. So. It does, yeah, I think so. And it, yeah, it's always cool when somebody's like, really down like, with whatever the project they're working
4: on. Yeah, you can definitely do yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, you know what i uh, Another one that just came to mind. Um, whenever you were, whenever you saw that Spider-Man issue for. You, Tom McFarlane. Did you which like, one? It the, the Tom McFarlane Spider-Man. Run? And you really oh, And I really yeah, started yeah, going yeah. like I want to be. I want to be doing comics. Did you just immediately start making your own characters, or did you work off other people's work? Or like, how, how did you kind of go from the transition from monsters and stuff to like superhero
1: stuff? I copied stuff like crazy. Yeah. I copy it and sign my name on it, and hang it up on the wall. That's right. I do that. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you did. Yeah, I yeah.
4: but you know. So it's kind of <laughs> like. Some of the chops were there just like learning techniques from and copying,
1: and yeah, and I, I, I wouldn't write too much. I didn't start writing a song until I was like 23 or something like that. Yeah, and it was just really stupid and weird. So. Well, that's all right, it's that's, that's learning. That's where everything yeah. starts, so it's all good. Yeah. But did you ever like
4: really start sitting down and penciling your own characters, or was I it always really. just like off of somebody else's? I
1: wasn't ever like a huge superhero design or anything you know yeah. I, 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 but when I was a kid I, I had a variety so my thing was superheroes mm-hmm. and then like Mobius that kind of stuff huge okay. influence oh, yeah. Yeah. and then like Famic. Yeah, Sandman like, yeah. I love so yeah. just the variety and the everything was so different it was like I, I love that stuff there, there's no way I could have just read superheroes because I would have yeah. probably got a little bored oh no I understand I, I just I like include everything. them all together yeah. <laughs> in my mind anyway he's got a variety of fun stuff there, so.
5: Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Books to watch. Uh, Mike.
6: <laughs> Black Science, obviously. Deadly Class is pretty good too. Um, I uh, got kind of got turned off of Red Lanterns quite a while back. But Curtis got me back on that. It's been really good. Mm-hmm.
2: Best lantern book, I think.
6: Yep, it's 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 uh, pretty impressive. So, and then uh, the upcoming—I don't know we, uh Copperhead—is that what that is?
2: You son of a gun! Yeah, huh? Copperhead. <laughs> he flipped me the bird. <laughs> nah,
6: I'll leave it at
3: that.
5: All right, this Craig.
3: Oh uh, well, uh, you know,
2: let's come back to you.
3: Yeah, come back to me. I know uh, Pariah, Missouri just came in. That's true. So I want to take a look at that. I looking forward to it.
2: Copperhead, look out for that. That's all I got. No, I'm kidding. they are going to have a Star Trek Planet of the Ips crossover coming up. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. That's crazy. I'm excited. Kirk saying, get your hands off me. You damn dirty apes. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, that, well, that'll be worth checking out. Exactly.
3: Oh, well... It's hey, the end of the planet of the apes, then. No, I was going to comment on your thing.
0: Don't ever comment on my thing.
3: That'll be the end of the planet of the apes. Kirk is going to breed them out of existence. <laughs>
2: keep keep your eyes out for Wayward. It's <laughs> it's shaping up to be a good good, clean fun.
0: It's a family
2: point? family book, it's a family book. I'm making stuff up as I go skyward. skyward keep an eye on yeah. that, even in humans impressed me, so yeah, do it. <laughs> you got the glow
5: <laughs> all right <laughs> Rob um,
4: shoot i'm I guess I'm just taking the mud. I don't know if I got Craig something new to look forward to, unfortunately, so you back with us so just keep going. <laughs> with
0: everything
3: right now. I'd just reiterate uh, some of the stuff that uh, Curtis said. Wayward looks real good. I, I keep an eye on that. That's number one, so jump on it before it gets too far ahead. Uh, in humans, it's not uh, very far uh, far on. That looks way good.
2: Thank you, Joe yeah. And Yes.
3: Uh, and Pariah, Missouri.
5: Cool. All right. Um, let's see. Well, uh, we recently found out that Squawriors... Scoriers was funded. Was funded. So Sweet, uh, merciful crap. Right. That should be freaking awesome.
2: Devil's Due is going to be bringing that out.
5: Right, which is cool.
2: And do yourselves a favor and go look at that. I jumped on board.
5: Did you really? Yep. You're oh. the man. I did. Um, we will have copies in the store.
2: Yes, and...
5: Because they did a retailer. So.
2: And that uh, Deuce's Wild book is getting funded, too. Is it? No. It's got like 13 more days or 20-some days left. That's cool. What's that one? It's the... Uh, people going the anthropomorphic animals going after a bounty hunter. It's got like a skunk, a bird, and another one, and a robot. And they're space-faring animals. It's called Deuces Wild because there's four different houses, and they're all suits of cards. So you got the clubs, the hearts, uh, the other two that I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> spades, yeah. diamond, spades, Spades and diamonds. Remind, remind me to look into. That. Okay, it, it looks it looks good. Stop
5: hitting my phone. Okay. All right. Benicky. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have copies of Scorers um, through the pot through the uh, Kickstarter uh, That'll in be the cool. store. So when that ever that we'll finally when it does start to come out, we'll have copies. So um, not a lot, but if you're listening, you should really get in on it on because this is like the beginning of what Mice Templar turned into. If not better than that, at, at this point, Mice Templar is like one of the hardest things to try to find. People, not Mice, not Mice Templar. Mouse... Mouse, mouse guard. guard. Mouse Guard. My similar is fun, too, but Mouse guard is the one that, like, blew up, and at this point, trying to find copies is impossible, unless you're buying hardcovers and those... Yeah, are it's like a hardcover book. Yeah, man. It's the it's only crazy. time I've ever seen
2: it. Does Mouse Guard take place in, like, the past, or...? I don't think like so. Is it like medieval or is it some everything
5: thing? I've read, they don't give a time frame. Okay. They no idea. They're Very medieval, big.
3: but they could be well, they medieval, but centuries old. ago or they could right. be yeah. modern. Do we
2: ever see any humans?
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. Not so far. Not as far as I've seen. Yeah.
2: Because okay. this will be the humans died off.
5: Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this they've got to like fight a for
2: territory.
5: Earlier or farther future. Yeah. Yeah, so setup wise, like this. No, I know.
2: Like, I was just trying to get it in my head. Yeah, yeah.
5: No, you're good. So, yeah, we'll have copies of that. Scorriers squares.
2: Man, look that stuff up. It looks amazing. It does look. It, does, it, it looks like Oh
5: cool. god. Um, so that's cool. I'm um, pretty, pretty into that idea. image just got a batch of new books. Got, uh, another one come, coming out. And these are all anthropomorphic lately, man. Gosh, the whole wave that we're writing. Um, Darn furry. Oh, yeah. From Kurt Music. Kurt yeah. And it, Benjamin it looks, Dewey. The few pages they have, this is a new catalog, new previews. Uh, so, folks are listen in the store, if you are into it or want to check it out, come look at the preview magazine. Um, looks awesome. Like story setup wise, it seems like a really cool book. Yeah. But it, it's another one of those like animals doing things, man. So it's kind of like a whole thing right now.
2: Same but, with Wild Zen.
5: Right. That's right. That's uh, the one. I'm world. yeah, to World's. yeah. World's. Yeah. Yeah. It's, man. Rabbit. It's gonna be cool. So Wild Zen. It's from. Is that Boom? Uh, they're doing that one. Yes. I, I believe it is but it's, yeah, it's another one it's like and in that, grand, it's not like extreme extreme Where Tooth and Claw seems to be pretty extreme
2: but it's Dan Abnett and he was doing Guardians of, of the Galaxy that. before it was popular so right. do that
5: but yeah both of those are there. It would be cool um, oh
2: I had another one sorry there's a book called Dark Ages Out
5: oh from Dark Horse
2: that's legit I had my doubts but it's
5: yeah Huh, all
2: right. Yeah, it's good. Keep an eye out for that. If you got a number one around, I don't know if you do.
5: I don't. Dark
6: Ages is is good, but it's all right.
5: Well, no, that's good. That's pretty much all I really have at this Ultra.
6: point. Oh, don't forget uh, Spider-Verse stuff. Well, started. Spider-Verse is getting ready uh, yeah, to coming out true. pretty
5: pretty heavily so far. We're only, like, one issue actually in.
6: Sounds um, like it's going to be pretty. That's a prelude issue, kind of.
5: Kind of the 20th, the 32 of uh, S- Superior. Superior. Um, I, I guess you could kind of say the end of number four of Amazing starts it sort of but I, that all depends on who the main villain winds up being because yes. it's where they really introduce Silk and like she is awesome where she looks yes. cool. Is that one going to be the
3: anthology one where it's different uh,
6: every different Spider-Man, Spider-Man version. Version. Yes, uh,
3: versions? Five different
5: artists five different writers five different, so writers
3: five different Spider-Man So you could have like a Spider-Noir story you or, one you one a, yeah. or you could have a or you could have a you know Spectacular Spider-Man story. Or, I'm not
5: sure what the middle ones are. I mean, you know, are. you know, oh, yeah. uh, a s-
6: every a Spider well, supposedly every story. version of Spider-Man will ever made. Yeah, uh,
5: all those appear in it. Well, Even the Spider-Ham
6: for that uh, deal, right? Which, yeah, awesome. Uh, we'll
5: what about, hear, about, we'll about that the Spider-Hulk? Ooh, uh, 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 I don't know. That, that would be awesome. That would be pretty. That big, would make probably. me buy yeah. Probably Remember, bring down the roof with a click. Chances are he'll right. Chances are he'll he'll probably show up in it. It's not anything else in the background. But yeah, so far we got two Ock books, which is the twenty, the thirty number twenty, number thirty two, which out already, and number thirty three, which were extended after the end of the series to explain the time gap for Doc Ock, which is part of what kicks off the Spider Verse. The fifth book in the series is uh, Gerard Way's doing it, and uh, that should be fairly interesting too. So right. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, uh, Spider Verse does look quite legit, so we'll see what happens with it.
6: I guess one of the villains. I don't have any. Uh, Morlin, is that his name? Mar- yeah. I haven't had any exposure to that dude. So. Yeah. Is that the vampire
5: guy? Yeah,
6: I think he, he was the guy that uh, like
5: Straczynski
6: introduced.
5: Straczynski introduced him, yeah. Right. Morlin, he's supposed to be the one that feeds on Spider-Man, basically. Yeah. Right. So he's not really a vampire. but and he that's can track. That, yeah. He, look, he has a suspicious amount of look like Morbius, yeah. save for the crazy nose. Right. Does he dress in Victorian right? clothes? No. Okay.
3: Just his in like his style. If I remember him right, he. Uh, if I remember him right, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He is sort of kind of a combination of uh, Craven the Hunter, but he uh, vampirically sucks out certain types of people with the right. uh, avatars of uh, mm-hmm. can, of uh, totems yes. is what they were called. And he, he can do it spider from spider totem from the too, after. right?
5: I guess so. Yeah, it seems like with Spider-Man at least so far whatever he had doing the story the other um he had to be near him, but it's hard to say what kind of distance range attack it is. Okay. He can fill them apparently. And since them from a great distances. Okay. He's also been killed twice, and now we know he's alive again. Right. So, right. Well, like, that's like,
2: interesting. My first introduction to him was the Click,
5: and I oh, had, right.
2: yeah. So I have no idea where he's at. I've never read him. Right. But he had Ultron's son too. I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah, I don't... His arm fell off my click. Oh, what's uh, yeah, what's his name? He's Victor Mancha. Victor Mancha, Mancha. Yeah. that's right.
4: Yeah, he got to play uh, a really neat part in Avengers AI. Okay. Which is almost... Yeah. yeah. It's almost worth it just because there's a point in one of the stories where uh, he's like, would you believe my name was Android Fire Sex? <laughs> 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 I was like, that was awesome.
5: Good job, Weren't Victor. they in a the
2: team, Morlin and him? Weren't they on the Runaways at some point? I don't know if Moreland was. Yeah. Okay. I don't, but
5: think, I don't think he's ever been part of a group where he's maybe, good.
2: Maybe that was just a clicks match where we had him and so Hall Molly like mm-hmm. Hayes. Yeah, I can't surprise me.
3: Android Fire Sex. Uh, I think I got a new team name. <laughs> <laughs>
6: it's like Sexton Hardcastle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right, well I think that's it. They're look, look Rob just showed me they're doing a Scarlet Spiders mini. Oh, yeah.
4: They're going to do a Scarlet Spiders mini for the Spider-Verse stuff. Hmm. So which I didn't notice until just now that's Ben's costume. Riley? Yeah, it's Ben Riley's costume. It is. So but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. every Spider Man ever is a lot of Spider Men.
2: I, <laughs> so. I think uh Paolo Rivera, remember he was doing <coughs> Daredevil with Mark Wade? Okay. He's gonna be doing a Valiant book. I think it's gonna be an Eternal Warrior uh mini. Really? With uh Jeff, or Matt Kent, I think. Huh. It might be James Lemire, but or Jeff Lemire, but I can't.
5: Yeah, I don't. I, I do remember seeing an ad for a miniseries, but I can't remember.
2: Yeah, because he's starting yeah. to do he's starting to do covers for him. So crazy. All right. God, keep an eye out for that. Just follow
5: Paolo Rivera. <laughs> All right, I'm done. All right, we'll so call it.
1: Call it what? Oh, the
5: key. I call it the key. The
6: key. The key. The
5: key.
0: The key.
6: Torch. Why do you guys keep... The key? Oh, why?
1: Air
6: pressure.
1: What does Sulu
5: have to do with anything? Do-do-do. <laughs> 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 i like oh, the The key. like key. The key. The key.